King Gates, you all the savior. What up, Tony Bruno? You're now listening to the finest sports radio show. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. Hot sports radio. Let's talk about today. Plays, news, headlines, and what's an outrage. What up Wednesdays? We got hockey action, yo. Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, Hall of Famers, come and go. Let's rob and get the corkscrew. Tim, tell Tony that he's my favorite sports team. Bring the wood. Step to the plate. Just like the NBA, we going hard in the paint. Million dollar voice, you heard him on John Madden. He's bald like the Eagles, you're an honorary captain. Download the podcast, follow on Twitter. One of sports radios, legendary figure. Yo, 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 Hey, hello, what up? It is Wednesday, it's January 8th, but we begin today, as they do on all these news channels, with an important weather alert from, yes. from our... No, I don't want to play rough because we have a we have a breaking weather alert, Robin. We go immediately to our Doppler radar. Joe Doppler couldn't be here today in his place. Your correspondent, Tony Bruno, in the wine cellar in South Philadelphia, where I have this immediate snow squall warning, ladies and gentlemen. Let me repeat. Snow squall warning till 1.15 p.m. Eastern time. Sudden whiteouts. Isn't that racist? Icy roads. Slow down. Dash NWS, which I believe is not a rap group. It is the National Weather Service. <laughs> or NWA or N- NW anything. NCW. NBW. The expiration of this sudden snow squall warning is unspecified. So the expiration time, ladies and gentlemen, just like the expiration date on that carton of milk you've had in your refrigerator for a month because you're single, lonely, and desperate, there is no expiration. But keep an eye out for snow squalls. And keep an eye out for fake squaws when Elizabeth Warren decides to come to your town. You get it, Robin? Snow squall. I get and then it. I get squaw. it, Squaw. Yeah. It's, it's a, a fake Indian thing. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Gee, thanks a lot for the support, Robin. Let's get down to the business. It is a one-off. You've already one- determined this, Tony. I laugh when it's really funny. <sighs> That's why I have to go on Twitter to get people to laugh at my spontaneous ability to react to things with humor. Yes. But you're just not used to reacting no, to spontaneously you're... with humor. No, I do. I just, I just... <laughs> It is sometimes, you know, I think I think um, <laughs> the age group that you appeal to is a little bit different than mine. I appeal to all ages, Robin. But some From, uh, but not all of your jokes appeal to the same age group. Sure, it does. I, my, I'm like universal. <laughs> I'm like it doesn't matter whether you're and I hate to use the word like. 
I am like the people that appeal to ages. You know how they have the toys. So are you like three the lowest? Up? Yes. You know when it says like three and up? That means you could you should play you could play it as a three year old, and up means as old as you want to be, as long as you are or have a sense of humor, mm-hmm. understand sarcasm, can know the difference between reality and fantasy. Okay. Unfortunately, our buddy Luigi Curdo only knows fantasy, and he really you know, I don't want him to get angry. It's a joke. See, there's fantasy and there's reality. Yes. Fantasy is the escape. Reality is the real real world. We like to do both here. We deal with reality. And we deal with fantasy. Your fantasy is different than Luigi's fantasy, though. Well, everybody's got fantasies. Tony, your ass is old, and we love you. Again, the the, the comment that I only appeal to a certain group is nonsense. No, I think you're absolutely right, Tony. You do appeal to the lowest common denominator. No, I don't. (laughs) If I had done that years ago, I would have been making millions of dollars like Howard Stern. I would be barstool sports if I was appealing to the lowest common denominator. I was wondering if you were going to catch that. Damn right. I want to be. I don't want to be the Howard uh, Cosell, where people who hate you and people who love you watch you, and that's all that matters. I want to be the person that everybody likes, because I try to be nice to people. And you, you can listen to me. And if you've listened to me over the centuries that I've been doing this, you pretty much know what I do. If you're just somebody who pops on the Twitter and sees my Twitter feed or hasn't listened to me and understand what I'm about, then you're probably not going to understand everything I say. But I try to appeal to everybody, not the lowest common denominator, not any people of any particular group, not any race, not any age, not any sexual preference. I'm a man of the people, Robin. And the fact that you don't understand that is even more shameful. Now let us begin the begin, which is one of my uh, the songs I never really understood. I, I s- farted there. I don't know if you heard that. Oh, Did you hear uh, that? Excuse no, no. you. No, I didn't fart yet. No, that was uh, D. Conrad in Vegas. I know. Farted. Where was that song from? Begin the begin. Is it begin the begin or begin the begin? No, it's begin the begin. Are you Absolutely. sure? Absolutely. Not Ed Gein. That's a different guy. Or was it Ed Gein? I can't keep those names uh, separate. I know it's a song. Begin it was like some dumb musical song. I figured you would know that. The fact that I don't like musicals but can name more musical songs than Robin. What, what, is, what is going on here, Robin? What is going on here? Begin we got a lot of football developments today. And we have the our NFL watch never stops here. Because let's be honest. Cole Porter. Begin the begin. I begin. Say begin. I Listen to the song. I, I hate to start the show with this. We'll get to the football. Tim McManus, my boy, Tim McManus, will be joining us today to break down all the NFL developments here in Philly, of course. Uh, GM Howie Roseman and the Eagles organization. Howie Roseman doesn't talk during the year like most GMs. They wait till the end of the year. They don't do the weekly news conferences like the coaches have to do. Doug Peterson speaks every week. He speaks multiple times a week. But Howie Roseman, the Eagles GM here in Philly, I gave his post postmortem today, and people aren't happy. But they're going to people aren't happy when the Eagles win. So why would they be unhappy? Because the coach and the GM don't say the things they want them to say because they can't say the things they want them to say. And I'm not about hiding information or not being transparent with the public, but there are people out there who are outraged today. I got a phone call from my son, AJ. Oh, I heard I was listening to a radio show, and they're, they're all mad that Howie Roseman didn't go after the officials for the for the Jadavian Clowney thing. 
the NFL is investigating yeah. that. And so these guys know that if they, if they make it worse by ripping the NFL, ripping mm-hmm. the officials, ripping the league, it's not going to help. Because you wait for the investigation. Right. If Listen, let me no give you a guaranteed lock. Let me give you a stone-cold lock right now, Robin. Okay. This is breaking news. Breaking news. Stone-cold lock. Jadavian Clowney ready. will be fined. This isn't a yeah. revelation. This doesn't require multiple decades of following the NFL. There's no doubt that the shot on Carson Wentz that's been heard around the world that won't die, that took him out of the game, was a cheap shot, mm-hmm. but it was it an intentional attempt to injure the guy? No. Was it a defenseless player who, by the way, gave himself up? And if the NFL, this is this is the this is the absolute textbook definition of that play. And obviously, it hurt the Eagles. Would they have won the game if he had stayed in? Would they have had a better chance? Yes. Did it cost them the game? Probably not. But did it really affect the outcome of the game yeah. as far as Carson Wentz not being able to stay in and Josh McCown coming out? See, I don't want to beat this story to death every day. And that's what's going to happen here on local sports radio. It happens in every city in local sports radio. When people are just, they beat the same horse to death until the phone stop ringing. I let the league decide. Even though the official, Sean Smith, who I said before shouldn't even be allowed yeah. to watch an NFL game, let alone be an official, and that goes for a bunch of guys. Sean Smith just happens to be the official that was there. And the fact that after the game, he told a, you know, they, they allow one reporter in. He's like the he's like the guy who disseminates the information, gets the information. Sean Smith talks to one person, and then that person sp- sends out what he said. And what Sean Smith said after the game was that, as he saw it, there was no intent to injure. But the reason that that is a bogus, bogus I'm getting myself off the hook argument and why Jadavian Clowney will be fine. He won't be suspended. Why he will be fined, even though there was no flag thrown, because that happens all the time in the NFL. Guys get fined every week, even though there's no penalty in the game. Sean Smith is, is, going, to be, is going to look like an absolute fool, a bigger fool than he already is, because once the NFL looks at this and makes its determination that, yes, Jadavian Clowney was not trying to purposely hurt Carson Wentz, But the fact of the matter is, with beyond a reasonable doubt, and you don't even have to be one of the 72 TV judges who are on TV, this is as clear-cut. In fact, Mike Pereira, a friend of mine from Fox Days, who, of course, was the NFL's vice president of officiating, went on a local radio station and said it was a cheap shot. Yeah. Because there was no reason... For Jadavian well, Clowney, at that point, when when Jadavian Clown when he sees Carson Wentz going down, now you can't stop a player in midair. We understand that it's a bang bang game play, but there was no reason for him. And even if he didn't intend to hurt the guy, what the NFL has steadfastly said in concrete that if it's a helmet to helmet contact, and especially against a quarterback who, by the way, even though he had given himself up is in a defenseless position. Yeah, he Tell me that Carson Wentz, no, he was on his way down. He was in a defenseless position. And if the league wants to have officials like Sean Smith suggest to the media that that was, it it doesn't matter what the intent is anymore. That's the point. It doesn't matter what the intent is. When a guy's helmet hits another defenseless player's helmet, whether he was going down or not, that's a penalty. Yeah. And especially if it's the quarterback 
who you need in this game to keep people interested in the sport, not having guys taken out. So we see it week after week This because it's, it's really – the thing that bugs me is that you'll see a guy get – who doesn't even get hit by a helmet. They throw a flag and they say helmet to helmet, defenseless receiver, and then they go back and watch it and realize because it's such a fast game that it wasn't on the helmet. It may have been the shoulder. But they're so ready to call helmet to helmet because they've been told to Mm -hmm. because that's why we want to keep people from being concussed and then being vegetables 20 years down the road when they suffer multiple concussions. And many players have done so, especially back going back 10, 15, 20, 30 years When guys got concussions, they still got concussed. The equipment wasn't as good as it was now. But when guys got concussed back then, you know, they go over the sideline. Somebody would put a couple fingers up. How many fingers? Oh, go go, go back in. Now they're really careful about the brain damages that are, are occurring Correct. despite the, realize the, the, the it has lasting effects the other thing that we were discussing the other day off the air is that back in the day when the helmets weren't so good or even when they were leather helmets people weren't as ready to crash into somebody because they were concerned about their own pain but they their still own did. head it was but a different game that, yes but now that they have helmets it's almost like they know that they're like if they if they do it correctly they're not going to get hurt themselves so they use their helmets or they can use their helmets as a weapon and that's why it is so dangerous by the way i have breaking news now from the twitch stream and i want to welcome everybody again watching us on twitch.tv tony bruno show all of our followers all of our regulars People are inquiring minds want to know. Our audience is very, very perceptive. They don't miss anything on the show. And the breaking news is people are inquiring. Inquiring minds want to know. What? Are you cold, Robin? Are you cold right now? (laughs) Um, Am I not? (laughs) Yes, I am. It's a simple question. (laughs) Are you cold? Uh, I am a little bit cold. How about turning on the damn fake fireplace and warming fake up? Fake fireplace is oh, on. Oh, but the heat's not on, though, right? Yeah, no, it's on. It's just that I'm still cold. I don't know what's going on. Let's call her inside of Erin Gobralis. It's Robin Gobralis today. So if you're looking for titillation, and she's not doing this intentionally, she does have her Stanford shirt on I, today. I, I, that I, we bought in the Stanford. Below. Didn't I'm we like, buy this in the Stanford uh, bookstore on the university campus out there in Palo Alto a couple of years ago. I don't know how people know this because this is below camera. Because our audience is not only very astute and observant, <laughs> they're also degenerate loser dudes sitting at home, waxing poetic and waxing their carrots, unfortunately. But well. we welcome all of you. As long as you're doing it in the privacy of your own home and you're not hurting anybody. You can do whatever you want while you watch this watch this program every day, and we thank you. Well, yes, it's it's a little, I'm a little nipply. That's so. Thank By the you way, for somebody being... wants to know if they have an extra set of keys, could they hang them there today, Robin? <laughs> I don't. I I I don't know. <laughs> you know, here I am. I'm, I'm actually up. blushing. And I'm... they're not they're not like fresh number eight pencils. Two number two. Pencils. Are they number two pencils? Yes, number two. Get it right. I haven't used but a pencil in so long. These are my, not the lead two. in my pencil has been gone for a long time, Robin. <laughs> they are not number two, pen, number two pencils. They're more like, uh, you know, the the uh, the new the new pens that they they're the, like have the rubber tip so that you can use it on. Um, Just for a second, yeah. <laughs> so that you can use it on your tablet. Yes. That's I'm I'm like like one of those. What do you call them? No, but you know, all of us who have been around, you don't even have to be old to know this. The old joke about, wow, 
Those look like brand new erasers on a number two pencil, baby. Yeah. Stylist, yes. I have more of a stylus. They're pointy, though. Stylus has just come to a point. No, no, no. They have a rubber. Yeah, but they're still pointy. They're not flat. No, they they're not. Look, that. a number two pencil. Do you have a number two pencil so that we can show the people who don't understand this? When you get a brand new, you know, you, you get your kids pencils for school. I don't know if they even use pencils anymore. Everybody has the, you know, the regular lead pencils where you just push them. You go in the dollar store, you buy like 10 of them for a dollar, and then the lead breaks when you push it down too hard and you write too hard, and then it's, you're snapping off lead all over the place and you're, you're polluting the planet and you're causing more climate change. Yeah, these are the ones. These are the, these are the uh, what do we call these? These are the side clicks. Bic side clicks. And even these little Bic ones that have the lead, that long piece of lead in there that you keep releasing when you snap it off because you're, as I said, you're, you're heavy-handed. See, this is, this is this a This has size. a little pencil. But see, that's a pencil. Let me hold this up to the camera. Can you do a zoom on this, Robin? Can I we get it up right close there. on there? Oh, you had Look it at up that. close and personal. That's what a, that's what one people always, not wasn't me. I wasn't the first person to say this. When a woman is not wearing a bra, bra, and it's a little chilly out, or nipply, as someone once said. This is what it looks like from the distance. Yes, from I don't have that. the other side of the shirt, you'll see that sticking out. Yes. A stylus. Do you have a stylus have now? A stylus. Let me show you now. Look at the stylus. <laughs> as you can see, a side-by-side comparison. I feel like uh, I feel like Bill Nye, the science guy. I'm, I'm more of a stylus <laughs> kind of gal. <laughs> Not stylistics, of course. But look, that thing's soft. And it's rounded. There's a big difference between a stylus, which is now used on most touchscreens to uh-huh. write and draw yes. and do everything else, and a number two freshly, perfectly rounded, not rounded, perfectly flattened at the edge to allow for the just a little bit extra enhancement for the viewing and dining and dancing pleasure of degenerate, pathetic men. And women, by the way. Women, oh, yeah, chicks yeah, dig it, too. Absolutely. You know, there are women I know that when they see headlights beaming, when they see the high beams on, they're like, damn. So this is not just for men anymore, kids. Everybody notices. Some people do it intentionally, just to titillate. Instagram models do it intentionally. Some people do it accidentally. I don't think Robin's intent today when she came down here I knew I was, was to have the high beams on. <laughs> Especially with the snow squall warning I that know, is still yeah, in effect at this hour. Now, uh, people are asking, <laughs> since we're doing these uh, comparison, technology comparisons, that we should get a CES update. A C- yes, a consumer electronics If anybody show. was there or is there, I don't know if it's still going on. I think it is all week, right? If you're there, call us. We would love to uh, hear about it. We love the CES show. And the best part of the CES, which is the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, every year at this time, all the latest gizmos, gadgets, planes, they had like this, there was one device, device, it was basically like a helicopter that's supposed to be the future taxis. Yes. So it can go, obviously, it can lift up straight and then go forward. I'm sure that cab fare is going to be real. I'm sure there will be Uber, what do they call it? Uber surge pricing. Who's going to be able to afford to take an air taxi unless you're super rich? And that's so far in the future as far as making. Now, those vehicles are great because you can go up and then start going forward. I mean, the Jetsons. If you watch the Jetsons growing up, 
They had all that shit back then. They were way ahead of the game, the Jetsons. Now, Dean says, yes, and AMD is shining bright at the CES 2020. Buy, 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 buy the stock. AMD. AMD? Is, yeah, what is AMD? Uh, I know what it is, but I can't think of the name right now. AMD. You down with AMD? Well, Advanced uh, medical devices? I don't know. No, I don't think this is a medical convention. But anyway, there's all the, you know, Samsung is there. Apple's there. Oh, it's the competitor of Intel. It's the Oh, okay, that's right. AMOLED LED. Yeah. AMD, which yeah. is what the what the, you have instead of Intel processors. Right. They're processors and computers. They make right. the computer processors. Yes. So if you don't have Intel inside. Advanced you... micro devices. Thank you. That's what it's, that's... Buy, 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 buy. So we'll get right on that after the show. Exactly right. They make computer chips. See, you get everything on this show. You get yeah. financial news. You get sports news. You get weather updates. And you are going to get Tim McManus a little bit earlier than we thought because, as you were mentioning on regular terrestrial radio, um, sometimes if you're talking about a certain subject, you can't veer from it or you don't have time yes. to do something that you originally Stream wanted to do. Stream of consciousness is so, my specialty. crossing streams is not going to happen today because Harry and Aton, um ended up getting... Well, they had oh. to. What they did is the, the station had to went live to the to the right. Eagles' uh, post mortem press conferences with Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman. So they stayed with that news conference, which a lot of local stations do, and didn't just play cuts of it. They do that after the. But when it goes live, they took it live since yeah. it is the season ending post mortem. I like to call it. Right. And luckily, no one was. None of the media people stampeded in to see these guys causing massive deaths and at so, the uh, Eagles they complex took that today. Live and they went. They they have to do their commercial breaks that they were going to do there later, and so they can't do the crossover. Exactly. So there will be no crossing streams today. Sorry to say, there will be a moment of silence at one thirty. We, however, do not have to worry about that. We no, are we going to go. Our streams never cross. As long Tim as my McManus. stream is still strong at two a.m. I'm happy. You're happy. The stream is strong. Just don't cross the streams. People are asking about the phone number. Yes, we do have a phone. We have one lovely phone with multiple but lines. But we are not going to take any but phone we're not calls opening up the lines now, yes. Until after we speak to the fabulous Tim McManus. Tim McManus, T-Mac. T-Mac. People were ripping Currently, me the other day. ESPN. ESPN's Tim McManus. Yes. Another one of my favorite people that I saw. As a young producer, mm, bored knew up. Knew him back when. I don't, I'm not taking any credit for his career or success or his ability to be a brilliant young man. I just know. I saw him start at the bottom and move his way up to the top. You Isn't that what it's all sign. about? That's what makes you happy when you see yes. people, young people who, who are motivated to do something, want to get into the business, and you know me, Robin. I've been with so many people who have worked with me as interns, volunteers and they're so it's it's like i because I, I see myself in these people because when i was young i was looking up to the people that i respected and heard on the radio and said wow i want to be like that someday and i pursued that dream and if a dope like me from south philly who had no professional training no one in my family who did this i was motivated because that's what i wanted to do and a lot of kids do that. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. Or their parents tell them, you better be a lawyer or you better be a doctor, you asshole. I was somehow self-motivated, not self-medicated. Now I'm self-medicated. Back then, I thought I wanted to do something, and I went after it. And a lot of people who do that and stay the course, as they say in politics, there's nothing stopping you except yourself or maybe 
assholes who won't hire you or give you a chance. Once some asshole hires you or gives you a chance, that's when you strike gold. That's when you say, hey, you know what? I'm good at this. I'm confident I want to do this, and nothing's going to stop me, no matter what your color, your religious beliefs. None of that stuff matters anymore. There are opportunities out there. Seize the moment. Carpe diem. And no carpeting, please. And do the carpets match the drapes? Those are the three carpet jokes. And don't then never forget, Big Marty does sell carpet cheaper. I don't never know. I forget just, that. I just remember Carpeteria. That's on the West, West Coast. Coast. No, but here there was a guy Carpeteria. named Big Marty. Big Marty does um, indeed sell carpet Dean, cheaper. Dean is, is, keeps posting all the different stocks he said to buy and what he said to buy them at and what they are now. <laughs> He's very proud well, of Well, not himself. everybody can sit at home in Clearwater Beach and have CNBC, Fox Business Channel, and this show all at the same time and then some sports soccer game from somewhere in the middle of, a, of the world. If I were able to sit around all day, would I not be able to have the ticker going like people do in their offices? What you should do is you should just... When I have breaking news now, ladies and gentlemen... You should just have Dean do your stocks. Breaking news, Robin, as we reported exclusively. Can we open the curtains? Because Gutter the Great, Jason, who follows us on Twitter, listening in on Twitch, got my absolute snow squall warning at the top of the show. While other sports shows are worried about Doug Peterson at the start of the show and what he and Howie Roseman said today, I came out with breaking news. Snow squall warning, and now we're getting live shots from Center City, Philadelphia. Jim Kenny is now under his desk in City Hall as we, in fact, are having live snow squalls. Stay tuned now to get all the latest information. Don't forget... Call your boss right now saying there's snowflakes outside, but there's snowflakes everywhere in this country, so you got to determine which one's more dangerous. But it is snowing in Center City. A squall is coming through. Better get to your cars. Better get home. Better hide the kids. Get the kids out of school early. Washington, D.C. shut down yesterday because there were a couple of snowflakes. And they took all of this Iran stuff so seriously, they went to restaurants and got shit-faced, like a lot of people do when they get out of work or school early. So we got snow squalls, ladies and gentlemen. None here. South Philly, I'm looking out the window now at our Doppler radar and our weather center on top of a roof in South Philadelphia on a roll home with a big pole up there. You know, you got one of those big poles that used to have the old antennas, which we don't need anymore. I'm looking at the antenna right now, and I'm seeing broken clouds right now and broken dreams and a couple of broken eggs to make a good omelet. So right now, no squalls here, now, Stizer, but you stay Stizer tuned Stizer. for the very latest from the Jackie Weather Center here in South Philadelphia. Jackie Weather, the be- most trusted Before name I in uh, call up Tim McManus, I just want to remind people, for those of you who are watching, <laughs> if you are watching on anything else other than twitch.tv, yep. then you are not fully supporting the show. You do not get the Full, full. You are the enemy extra. of the of no, the Tony Brood. No, we still kidding. love everybody. I'm and joking, we're glad Robin. Hello. If I think most people who listen to me understand sarcasm. Yes. And if I have to explain sarcasm and tell it sarcasm, then they don't really know but what Tony, sarcasm. There is. might be a few people who are tuning in for the first time, and if you are, we love you. We love we you. We want you. We need and you. We want you to switch over to the Twitch app so that you can be part of the exactly. ongoing uh, conversation that's on there. And that you can get all of the videos and everything else that we 
show during the show. And it is really the only way that you are supporting us truly by following us um, on twitch.tv forward slash Tony Bruno show. Exactly. Meanwhile, Play Action Real checks in on the Twitch stream. Meanwhile, in Arizona, we're trying hard to dig out of the sunshine. Oh, man. Way to rub it in. Way to rub it in. By the way, I have breaking Super Bowl odds, too, as we keep you up to date. Of course, playoffs this weekend, the divisional round. My man, the Philly Godfather, checking in on Twitter two minutes ago. Super Bowl odds, Robin. The Raves, he calls them, the Baltimore Ravens. He's going to be down there all week. Yes, he actually says at the end of his tweet, I'll see everybody in in Miami, or Miami, with the legendary Tony Bruno show. Ravens plus 225. 49ers plus 200 to win the Super Bowl. Chiefs plus 350. Packers plus 800. Your Seattle Seahawks plus $1,200. That means if you bet $100 right now, and get those odds on the Seahawks to win the Super Bowl, you win $1,200 for a $100 bet. So obviously, now that we, since we don't know who the final four are going to be, and since we're in the divisional round, the teams that are remaining, Baltimore, the 49ers, the Chiefs, Packers, Seahawks, Vikings, Texans, and Titans, they all have to have odds. So who was the biggest favorite to win the Super Bowl right now? Baltimore Ravens, 49ers, Chiefs are the top three as far as the the betting lines. And obviously the longest shot, the Tennessee Titans are plus $2,800, as are the the uh, the Tennessee Titans and the Houston Texans are both plus 2,800, Vikings plus 1,400, Seahawks plus 1,200, and the Packers plus 800. The other three teams, Chiefs, Ravens, and 49ers are the three front runners right now as far as favorites to go all the way and win the Super Bowl. But ladies and gentlemen, joining us right now, I knew him when I was lonely. I knew him when when I saw the drive, the dedication, the inspiration, the perspiration, the ability to hit drops, the ability to understand the kind of stupid stuff that I did on the radio. He managed to escape all that and work his way up to the top as an NFL analyst for ESPN. He is the great T-Max, Tim McManus. How are you, brother? Uh, Tony, I'm doing great. How you doing? Not as good as you, man, but I'm sitting in my basement, and you're running around chasing Doug Peterson and wondering around about uh, Jadavian Clowney and whether he's going to be fine or not. <laughs> I'm actually uh, staring at a squall right now. It's uh, been able to avoid it to this point, but these, these storms have been crazy today. I know. Now make sure, now, you got to call the family, the kids. you got to make sure all the kids are out of school. you got to make sure you're running to the Acme or the A&P, which don't exist anymore, or ShopRite. Did you get the milk, butter, eggs, and toilet paper before this happened yesterday, Tim? Yeah, I'm ready for a week's worth of French toast. <laughs> People were ripping me the other night. You know, I'm watching the game at home. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not at, the, at the games. I'm used to be in the locker room and do all that stuff back in the day. And so I don't go. I'd rather watch the games at home now because I'm not responsible for providing information other than the people who follow me on Twitter and watch me. But... Guys like you who are out there in the trenches, you get the information and you write great columns. And people are saying, Tim McManus already said that. Like, I was, I was contradicting what you said. I didn't contradict anything you said. And nobody understands how deep the Tim McManus-Tony Bruno connection goes. That's absolutely right. I don't even know what the, uh, the contradiction you're, you're speaking of uh, is. What were you I, con- I, what were, what I wasn't were quite contradicting. Contra- I, was, I, was, I was commenting 
about the, the Jadavian Clowney hit, the fact that the Eagles weren't good enough, Josh McCown. You know, we all watch the games, all playoff games. I comment on all playoff games, and I'm sitting at home. But it doesn't matter if I'm sitting at home or even if I'm in the stadium. You know, we all have a right to our opinions. I try to be fair. I try to see things, call them as I see them. The Clowney hit. Even Mike Pereira said it was a cheap shot. And so that's all going to be decided. So you wrote a column and you gave your views. And I don't know what I disagree with because I read your column too. So I don't get it. But, you know, th- that's the problem with Twitter. Everybody can Wait. say whatever they want. Some of us, though, actually know what we're talking about. That's the difference. So you're bringing that next level analysis is basically what's happening. Exactly right, as I always have. Now, T-Mac, of yes, course, sir. you were there. You're, you work for ESPN, but you cover the Eagles. Uh, just like there's reporters all over the country that are assigned, not necessarily just assigned to one team. Some of them are, and some of them rove. So you basically are stuck here. Not, well, you're not stuck here. You're from here. Well, we're all stuck here, I guess. We could leave if we want. Uh, but your, yeah. your basic job for, not basic, your job is to cover the Eagles for ESPN. I don't want to be misquoted here or try to make your job seem not as important as it is because the Eagles are still one of the 32 teams in the National Football League. That's right, with the uh, with the best fan base and the the, the craziest market uh, that you could ask for. But yeah, uh, you know my my job is to cover the Eagles for them and uh, branch out to some national stories every once in a while. But um, so I was I was there front and center for for that game on Sunday, and uh, you know got to see that all unfold. Now, a lot of things going on. So today there was the I call them post mortems, which aren't really I, but they are. You know, Howie Roseman doesn't talk the GM all year, and then he does his big get-together with the media. And then so when he talks to the media and he answers the questions, like I always do, you, you answer the questions and you question the answers. And a lot of people are unhappy, Tim, about Howie Roseman's not being able to rip, you know, the officiating in the game, not being able to condemn the NFL for not suspending Jadavian Clowney, not being able to make a commitment uh, for, for the Doug Peterson situation on, on – uh, on players for next year, players under contract who I guess they're supposed to rip because they didn't have great seasons. Isn't that what's happening at these things anymore? Yeah, well, I think the you know the most important stuff. I mean, some some things as you know, as you're alluding to, is you know, general managers can't go there on certain things. But I thought that Howie Roseman was was pretty forthcoming overall uh, and and hit on some key points that I think people have been. Uh, have been pointing out for a lot of the season. And number one, that this team needs a youth movement. Uh, For the general manager to acknowledge that, I think, is a a good sign that they're going to be going into this season, uh, this offseason, with the idea of making sure that you have this kind of, uh, you know, this installation of young talent that really became evident that you you were lacking as the season went on. And and I understand why they had the approach that they did this offseason is to get sort of these, older veterans in to a, a nucleus that looked like it was poised to, to make another Super Bowl run. So I get it. Uh, but it kind of just went the other way on them. I mean, they, they rolled snake eyes. Like, the older players, instead of having one more good season in the tank, you know, a lot of these guys got hurt. Uh, and the next thing you know, you're, you're working with kind of a bare-bones group, and then you had some decline from some of these veterans. And it wasn't until the – the younger players had an opportunity down the stretch that you saw the energy levels really go up from the quarterback to, uh, to some of the guys that were, they were playing alongside. Um, so I thought that was very important that Howie Roseman pointed that out, acknowledged that he needs to, to have a, a shift in tactics this offseason. The great team, Max. Could I still call you Team Max as uh, Jose from Norristown, I guess, was the first person to call you Team Max when he would call I you? I hope you do. Yeah, you better, better still call me T-Max. Now, are you under the weather? You sound a little hoarse today. 
it's not, you know how, like, your body just knows, like, it's, it can hold out for as long as possible, and then as soon as it's allowed to kind of have the letdown, it does. Yep. That's what I found on the beat. You know, this is uh, year number 10 on the uh, Eagles beat for me. Wow. And, it, and without fail, like, every year I get sick as soon as the season ends. So uh, it has stayed true to form. Well, this year many fans were getting sick week by week, you know. I mean, it was one of those crazy <laughs> years. But I'm yeah. a realist, Tim. You know, I, you know, people in this town, you know, you grew up here. I grew up here. Their people will complain in the city, win or lose. I get complaining after a loss, but this year, because it was such a weird season for the Eagles with all the injuries and all the stuff that went around, that people were complaining after wins. You know, I mean, and we always used to think, you know, if the Eagles ever win a Super Bowl, everybody will calm down for a long time. How long did that last? Right, yeah, and it takes a while for expectations in season to kind of adjust because people came in gung-ho like this team was going to go to the Super Bowl. And I, I looked at the roster like everybody else and thought, yeah, yeah they might. Uh, and, then, and then it went the other way on them. I think that, though, there was some optimism sort of restored at the end of the year when they rattled off the, the four straight wins. And most importantly, I think, is that Carson Wentz really ascended into this leadership role and that's going to be the takeaway for me from the season is that once you let the emotions kind of roll out and you're, you're looking at a big picture, is that the, the development of Wentz was priority number one, the fact that he could make it through 16 games and that he could put the kind of that noise aside of, you know, he's not this and he's not a great leader and all that kind of stuff and really show uh, that he is and be able to take over that locker room. And I think he did that by the end of the year. I think Carson Wentz took over the locker room and showed that he is, uh, you know, a stud quarterback in this league. And so, you know, some optimism should head into the offseason as a result of that. Tim McManus joining us from ESPN, Eagles beat writer. I don't know if you would call you a beat writer. I don't like that term, beat writer, though. I know it's old Why school. Not? What's the modern-day description of someone who car- – you know, and again, I, don't, I, I know a lot of beat writers. But to beat, you know, you're on the Eagles beat. But I think we need to upgrade that term. That's just me. Yeah, well- yeah, well, maybe you go reporter because there's a lot more to it now, right? Like, you, you're not just writing. You're doing the TV. You're doing the radio, uh, you know, multimedia, all that stuff. Exactly. Now, Tim, uh, the other big issue is Malcolm Jenkins. His contract is up. Obviously, he wants a new deal. He's been a, a warrior here. I mean, the only guy who plays every snap, even plays every snap on special teams. And I see already on the, on the Internet, you know, there's the faction of do you keep a player – beyond the time that he's supposed to be around. I think Malcolm Jenkins is still playing at a high level. There's no doubt about that. He's one of the few. There were like three guys down the stretch who really stepped up and showed what leadership is all about. Malcolm Jenkins, Fletcher Cox, and Brandon Graham. Those three guys down those last four games and in the playoff game, and Graham got hurt, you saw them ratchet it up when all the chips were on the line. And so Malcolm Jenkins obviously wants to stay. He wants to get paid. And the comments were made earlier this week about, you know, when, when Brian Dawkins, when the Eagles let him go and he went to Denver, uh, that they let him go too soon. There's that sort of a, a feeling right now, as you mentioned, about going younger. They don't have anybody younger to replace Malcolm Jenkins. Do you feel that they're going to give him a new deal? And doesn't he deserve a new deal based on the level at which he still plays? You know, I think he does. And, and that is really where I guess the conflict is when you're talking about philosophically from the Eagles standpoint is that they want to get younger. They need to, they need to make sure that they're smart about their money because they got a lot of guys on big contracts. And and so where can they get away with, 
you know, having younger younger guys, uh, maybe not as the same caliber. I mean, that's all the sort of stuff that general managers get get paid for in the off seasons. How do you, how do you balance all that, especially now that you have a franchise quarterback on a mega deal? Uh, but I think in Malcolm Jenkins' case, you're absolutely right to point out that you know, there's nobody there to replace him uh, on the field, and there's nobody that's been more critically important from a leadership standpoint in the locker room than Malcolm Jenkins since he's been here, and he's been like the one guy that's been able to avoid these big injuries, like. People are dropping like flies around them, especially in the secondary. And he's played 100% of the snaps in five out of the six seasons that he's been here. And uh, and I don't know that he is, you know, absolutely the same playmaker that he once was, but he still brings that versatility, still brings the leadership, and is still a very good player. And it's turned into actually a pretty good blitzer this year as well. Exactly. So, you know, the issue really is, is that he's making $7.6 million in 2020. That's what he's scheduled to make. He's already said he's not going to come back on that number. And if you look at what the premier safeties are making uh, after this last wave of, of safety signings last year, you know, they're making like $14 million per season. That's a, that's a big gap. That's almost like a, a request of double the money. Uh, so they're going to have to get that figured out. But I think it's in uh, it's certainly in the Eagles' interest to, to make something happen so that you bring back Malcolm Jenkins and make sure that your safety and your leadership uh, positions are solidified. Yeah, you know, because they drafted Sidney Jones, who was going to be safety or corner. You know, and obviously he saw some. We saw some flashes from him this year, but he's been. He, it's been hard for him to keep, to keep to stay healthy. And the other, there's a, there's guys in the secondary that you know that are all over the place. So they got a lot of decisions to make. And I agree about getting younger. But one of the things about getting younger, and I know Doug, uh, not Doug, but Howie Roseman has been under a lot of pressure. When it was such a great crop of receivers in the last year's draft and there were like the ninth guy you're seeing now is going crazy in D- DK Metcalf and I know how he's been taking hits on you know why did he take J.J. Ortega Whiteside when all these other guys were still sitting there and you know that's the risk you take but did he get a lot of did he get hammered for that because you know to me I'm not counting J.J. Ortega Whiteside out because he didn't blow up in his first year Brandon Graham didn't blow up in his first year you know a lot of players don't but when you get a receiver that early in the draft, you would expect an impact from him, and I think that's why a lot of people are disappointed, Tim. Yeah, no, you're right. And and when you see what Metcalf did, not just on the field this past weekend, but what he's done over the course of his rookie season, then then certainly you're going to look at that contrast between the production of him and Arthego Whiteside and, and think that how he dropped the ball. Uh, you know, I think medical was really what held them back from Metcalf. He, he, he had broken his neck uh, at, at Ole Miss during his last season, and he, they weren't the only team that, that had some kind of reservations about what that would look like uh, over the long term. Uh, but I think that one of the lessons learned maybe is you saw not just Metcalf, but a number of speed receivers really thrive in the rookie year uh, this year. And, and I think that that's kind of where the NFL is trending. It's where the Eagles tried to get by with uh, Deshaun Jackson, where maybe they should have gone in a different direction in the draft and, and made it happen that way. And so that's that's kind of where I would point it out. I mean, you're always going to have guys who, who don't draft and end up being good. I mean, that's that happens. Uh, but but I think philosophically they need to make sure that they you know infuse this team with speed uh, because that was something that they were seriously lacking on the offense for most of the season. And there's no doubt, Tim, that the Arthega Whiteside lack of con- contribution was really, really exacerbated when you look at the other guys who were supposed to be the main guys all getting hurt or having issues. And so if, 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 if Aguilar and Alshon and Deshaun Jackson were healthy, I think the spotlight wouldn't have fallen on Ortega Whiteside as hard as it did because 
those guys were down. He's supposed to be the next guy to step up. Even though he's a rookie, he didn't deliver. And, and not even that well, he wasn't delivering, they weren't even going to him. Yeah, and I think that they're going to they're gonna overhaul that wide receiver position during the offseason. It, it's a little bit complicated because you have Jackson under contract, and they guaranteed this offseason. They guaranteed Alshon Jeffrey's salary for this upcoming year. But I, I don't know that we're going to end up seeing Jeffrey on the field again for the Eagles. I, I just feel like even though they have that money guaranteed to him, that there needs to be a break uh, and that they need, to, they need to shuffle that receiver core up. So our Seiko Whitesell will have an opportunity, but I don't think they're going to be relying on him to, to be the answer. I think that part of their work is going to be uh, finding new pieces to that wide receiving core to, to set Wentz up better for 2020. We're talking with Tim McManus. Well, a couple more quick questions here because we talked about Jenkins and all the other things. And, of course, Doug, a lot of people are all over Twitter, all of the friends who are legit reporters covering this stuff, surprised that Doug didn't seem superly enthused or committed when the question of Jim Schwartz, who's interviewing today for the, for the uh, Cleveland Browns job, you know, I guess they expected him to say, well, I really don't want to lose Jim. But he really didn't make any comments on Jim Schwartz potentially leaving as his defensive coordinator. Did you pick up that from the conversation as well? Yeah, it was, it was my biggest takeaway. I, I was struck by the fact that when he was asked about Mike Brough and Carson Walsh, the wide receivers coach, are they going to be back? And, he's, and he was like basically slam dunk, like, yes, they're coming back. So very definitive. And then when he got asked about Schwartz, he said, you know, he's my DC right now. And, uh, and was kind of a little bit more wishy-washy on that, which, which puts up your antenna. My sense after kind of reflecting on it and poking around a little bit is that I don't know that that necessarily reflects Jim Schwartz being on shaky ground. I think maybe Peterson went a little bit too far in his commitment uh, to to grow and Walsh and was trying to counterbalance that a little bit uh, and ultimately came to the conclusion when asked about it, saying that everybody is under evaluation on his staff. And I think that's really what the takeaway should be, even though the wording was, was a little bit curious, that he hasn't finalized the decision, whether it be on Mike Rowe or Car- Carson Walsh. Uh, so, I, so I don't think that Schwartz is necessarily on his shaky ground as, as it kind of came off. The great T-Max, Tim McManus, I knew him when. And interestingly enough, <clears throat> as you remember, Tim, we had the great Jim from Cheltenham, the official archivist of my career, and the other day he called in and played one of our great moments which you were involved with was when Harry and I were at the Jug Handle Inn and we did the I'm a Man live remix on the air (laughs) with Spencer Davis, and you were the man flipping the switches for that classic moment. Ten years ago, Tim. I was on the ones and twos, and I I, uh, I loved doing that show, man. That was like I had some of the most fun I've ever had in my career was working with you and Harry. Yeah, that was great stuff. But to do a live, you know, everything's taped now. Everybody goes into studios and puts together mixes, and they're brilliant at editing. To be able to pull off a live <clears throat> I'm a Man remix combining Johnny Weir and uh, various other people who have uttered the word I'm a man, like the, uh, Stan Gundy and what was the guy? Mike Gundy, the coach who yelled, I'm a man, I'm 40. Johnny Weir, who said, I'm a man at the Olympics. I mean, that was one of the great live remixes of all time. It really was. I mean, I don't know that anybody could pull that off the way that, that we pulled it off at the jug that week. Tim McManus, he didn't abandon Philadelphia. He still lives here. He still works here. 
He still is. One of these days, we need to get you in studio, Tim. Down in the wine cellar, T-Max. I, I mean, we're that. not far. We're right here in South Philly. We're, we're in the shadows of the stadium. We're right walking distance from the Lincoln Financial Field and, of course, the Novacare Complex. We even had uh, we even had McAlpins when he was in town covering the Braves. Oh man, come he down should... on a Friday night after the ball game and he sit brought, down uh, in the wine cellar. He a couple of his friends down here, and we were uh, love uh, McAlpins. Yeah, we did a we did a Friday night late night into the night rerun, and it was hysterical because we were all drinking down here and getting happy. It was very funny. And that's the advantage we have here, not being on a regular radio station where we can drink wine and have fun, and say things that we can never say on the radio. The great Tim McManus. Proud of you, man. I'm so happy every time I see you, every time I read your stuff. You're awesome, man. Thanks so much for coming Thanks, on. Thank you, Tony. Likewise. Always good catching up with you guys. The great Tim McManus. Look. Let's give him a roaring round of applause, Robert. I love little Timmy. What do you mean, little Timmy? <laughs> what kind of comment is that? I know. Do you even know? Did you even work with Tim McManus, Robin? Yes. Yes, I did. Do you even know who he is? I, I, well, I, I, let me rephrase. <laughs> I didn't work with him. I met him several times right at the beginning when I would come back. You were doing the Into the Night show, and you were doing the daytime show with Harry already. I was doing the day-night doubleheaders yeah. back in the day before they became cool. But I did not, I did not actually get to work with him, so... So then how can you call him Little Timmy then? Well, he is shorter than me. <laughs> well, most guys are shorter than you. And when you put heels on, I'm shorter than you. Yes. But you're not taller than me, Robin. No, I'm not. You still have to look up to me in more ways than one. <laughs> oh. I'm glad that you laughed at your own joke. <laughs> Again, for those of you who don't listen to the show with regularity and avoid <laughs> excessive use and use only as directed, this is called fun and games. Yes. High hilarity and hijinks. And you I do know it too many people no are other. serious about everything and they micromanage every word that comes out of your mouth, no matter who you are, and just don't understand fun anymore. They don't understand people disagreeing or not having fun. Yes. And, and by the way, the Tiny Tim joke, I, I was still kind of in that holiday atmosphere. Tiny Tim was a pathetic figure in a Christmas movie. Yeah, I guess he doesn't really... You think Tim McMahon, you're comparing him to a pathetic no. figure in a Christmas movie? A fictional pathetic figure in a Christmas movie. No, I was just thinking you of you as Scrooge. <laughs> and so that's the first name that popped into Scrooge. mind. Scrooge? Yes. Are you serious right now, Robin? <laughs> yes. Scrooge? Ooh. No one's made more people happy at Christmas except that other fat guy with the red suit. The other fat guy. And I'm never going to be as fat as Santa. Speaking of Santa. Yes. We have, let me just make sure that Santa is actually listening in so that we can do, do we have the a direct line? The Are they getting squalls at the North Pole while Santa is sleeping for another year before he gets his ass up and gets back to work? He has all those damn elves working hard again, though. We we have a what's in the box segment today, the first one of the year. Uh, what's in the box? Wow, we have a what's in the box. Yes, and it's a it's a fairly large box, and you would not let me open it up when it arrived yesterday. Yeah, it arrives yesterday afternoon. Amazon box. Robin, oh, we have an Amazon box. <laughs> I want to open, open it. it. I want to open it. it. And I'm like, no. What part don't you understand that you can't pull off fraud on our audience? We know frauds out there. 
She was going to try to slice it open, open it up, look inside, and then tape it again. And then try to perpetrate a fraud on you, the Tony Bruno Show consumer. An educated consumer is our best viewer and listener. But Robin, ladies and gentlemen, I had to stop her from perpetrating a consumer fraud on you by opening a box and then pretending today and doing a recreation of the box opening. It's so mean when that you made me wait. Absolutely, positively would have already known what's in the box. And now I don't know what's in the box, and she doesn't know no, what's I in do the not. box, and the audience doesn't know what's in the box, which is the whole purpose and intent of the What's in the Box okay. segment. This, Santa, oh, in the box? this particular Santa Claus that sent us this is listening right now, so can we do the What's in the Box segment now? The fucking box. All right. Oh, right. we're gonna do it. Okay, hang on. By the way, see, you just can't trust trust the Dutch. They're shifty people. Absolutely <laughs> true. That is a fact. That's why the Dutch and the Spaniards and the Romans, going way, way back, and the British and the French, these people all. You talk about colonizers, and Americans are colonizers. No one was bigger colonizers than the Dutch. And the French and the Spaniards. The Dutch and the Brits were actually the first. Uh, well, the yeah, but then the French got involved, and then every time the they Spaniards. would show up, the, the Spaniards, not Arnie Spaniard, though. He doesn't no, do that stuff. it was stuff. the Brits, the Dutch, and the Spaniards were the, the worst Absolutely. In the absolute worst that you can believe. And the Dutch, the Dutch even now, like, they'd settle for half an island now. They would, they would, they would like, they would take over an island in the, in the, in the Caribbean, and then somebody would say, the French would come in and say, hey, we want some of that too. All right, let's split the island. And there you have St. Martin, half French, half Dutch. Sick and tired. And now Robin has the box in, the, in her hand right now. She's shaking the box. It's a big box. What's the size? Wait, Robin, before you open the box, you have a camera on you opening the box? Can we measure the box, though? Do we have a tape measure down here? Because not everybody can watch this. They're listening. What size is that box? Does it say on there? It's about tw- two, 24 inches by... Uh, 24. Can you talk into the mic, Robin? This is a radio show. We're not, it's not... Uh, I think it's about... It's not QVC. Maybe 24 by 18 Is it a heavy 10. box? What does it weigh? Do you know? Maybe two, three pounds. I feel like I'm going into the post office trying to mail a parcel... You know, and then they put it on the scale, and then they measure it, and then they tell you where it's going, and they look up the area this code. Such a crock of shit. No, it's not a crock of shit. This is one of our segments. It's the what's in the box segment, and now there's an envelope inside. What does it say on the envelope, Robin? Hand me the envelope, please. Your gift, a surprise. But not, should I read this before we pull it out? Are you supposed to know what it is before you uh, read the little tag? It's in a bag? How come we have a what's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> what's in the bag? The bag is in the box. So there is a box. Now there's a bag, and it's a very shiny bag. Ooh, I like it when it's shiny like that. It's like a, what would you call that? Iridescent. It's like when you wear, remember those iridescent jackets guys used to wear back in the 60s and 70s? Speaking of which, we need to go to Domenico's and get you all set up for Super Bowl week. Yeah, I got to get some new I got to pick up a couple of lovely tuxedo jackets because, you know, Bicious, they love when you go to the Super Bowl and you're all dialed up. It's all about that action. So this is gift wrapped. Yeah, is there a card? And what would you call that? uh, What would you call this material, Robin? It's Um, a silver shiny box. Silver, baby. Silver bells. I don't know. It's got a nice bow on it. Yo, bow. It has a card. 
There's a there's card, a card right attached. There. Should I open the box before I look at the card? No, open the card first. But if the card tells you what it is, then there's no surprise when you open the box. And Usually you pull it off doesn't. Why don't you just glance at the card and see if it says anything? Don't it's know. That's those are the piece of paper. L the card, the card that is on the bow. There's a card on the bow. Right bow. there in front of your face. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry, Robin. You just handed it to me. It says a gift for you. And then you lift up the little flap here, and then it says, keep up the good work from AJ in San Antonio. Shocking. That AJ in San Antonio, who's pretty much furnished the entire studio, has provided Robin and me with the necessary accoutrement to keep this thing going. And it's a Christmas a gift, a Christmas what's in the box. And this is so nice, I don't even want... You know, I hate when people... Like Robin's kids and Robin do this. When I open a Christmas box, a present, or any kind of gift, I delicately put my hand under the seam. It's so and, annoying. And, and because it's not like we're going to reuse that and paper. And deftly remove the tape, gently, and then purposely and, and delicately and elegantly open the box. Not like some... Not like being in a zoo and throwing something into a baboon cage and watching them rip it apart like the vinyl tops on your car as you drive through a zoo where the baboons come out and start ripping that damn vinyl top to shreds. I would reuse ribbons and bows, <laughs> but you do not reuse freaking paper. You tear that crap up and you throw it into... I mean, why would you want to do it carefully and then fold it and then put it in the trash? That's just this is what I This is what I learned about trash. That's why... I, that's why everybody's saying open the damn box, Tony. No, there's a message here. But when you open the box, I'm trying to make people sane and tame. <laughs> I, the, the people who rip the packages open right away are the very people that throw that said paper in the streets because they don't think of it as anything except trash and they throw it out in the streets. And that's what outrages me. This is from good parenting. This is what my mom, Angelina Bruno, 95 years young taught me a long time ago to, to, to savor and appreciate everything, not rip it open like some savage, ingrateful savage who believes that the present, just because it has their name on it, they must tear it apart like they absolutely positively deserve it. Burton when Gus most says, of the time they don't. Burton Gus, elegant, delicate? Do I have the right show here? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is a beautiful bow. Bow, cuz. Look how nicely I'm doing this, ladies and gentlemen. I, I hope you can watch this. This is why you must subscribe to twitch.tv. <laughs> Fister Ball, Robin, would you please just take it from Tony and open the damn box already? <laughs> it's not a box. The box is open. How the hell did they cinch this thing? Those Iranian coffins weren't as, as, as tight as this thing. I think you need help, Tony. Yeah, can you do this, Robin? I don't want to. I want to save that. That's a quality item there, Clark. That's a quality item there. I could re-gift that bag. You know what I could put in that bag? <laughs> Two treats at the same time. Oh, I don't know if they would fit in there. There's a there, wait. So we had a box. Then we have a bag. Now inside the bag is wrapping paper and another box. Is this like a Russian nesting doll gift? That's not a snow squall. That's me playing with stupid. Uh, save this paper, Robin. I could use this later. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day is only around the corner. That's the great thing. You go into the stores like the day after Christmas, 
and they have everything 50% off. And then the day after that, they have the Valentine shit already out, right? But at least it's only a month away, unlike the Christmas stuff that now goes up in October. All right, let's open the box now. This is a set. Do not separate. That's what it says on the box, Robin. You got to keep them separated. All right, Robin, can you do it on that side here? I got I, I to gotta, I gotta focus. All right, all right. I got to keep my laser focused. So now this is a set. So is there supposed to be a separate box? Does it mean it's a set because there's a bunch of stuff in there? What is it? Ladies and gentlemen, I hold in my hand just another absolutely incredible, forget the CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. This is a Q8. That's not a new James Bond character. This is an HD video camera plus four-track audio recorder all wrapped up into one. And then it has, has, wait, but there's more in the box. It It has its carrying case. To keep it protected. It has a cleaning kit where you can clean every orifice in this baby. It has another another SD 16 gigabyte SanDisk UHS-1 card. 16 gig. You could get speeds up to 80 megs, Robin. This is what we're going to take to the Super Bowl. This is what we're going to use. Wait, and there's there's one more box as part of this set? I love sets. And it's got a gimbal. Not Gimbal's department store, now defunct. But it's a gimbal, which allows you to carry said machine so and not get shaky video unless you're trying to film a sequel to the horrific scam movie of all time. What was that movie down in Maryland? The Blair Witch Project. Yes, yes. You, if you're going to do it or a sequel to the Blair Witch Project, do not use this camera. No. Just get a shitty camera. Get a couple of stone college kids to walk around in the woods pretending that they're going to get sliced to death when in most movies, kids that go into the movies, into the woods, get sliced to death, and then it's the same movie over and over again. At least they shook the cameras this time when they were getting attacked in the woods. This is so amazing because this takes the place of many different things, including... Um, including other people that we won't have, won't have to you bring to record, uh, the Super Bowl. With. You can record just audio. You can go... It's compatible with a mixer and computer. It is, you don't need to have like a special converter for it. And it was on our. Um, so was, you put this on the Amazon wish list? It was list? on the Amazon wish list. And, you know, I put stuff on there never thinking that anybody's going to get it for us. But I, you know, I you, you never know. And it's all stuff that we need and can use desperately and. This is amazing. So when we go to Miami and have to suffer in the Miami weather in a couple of weeks and have to be right on Miami Beach and South Beach and Pompano Beach and all the other beaches except the Turks and Caicos, that's later after the show. And when we're providing you with the content that you're not getting from any other show, you can think of one man and one man alone, AJ in San Antonio. Put your hands together once again. Absolutely amazing, AJ. I can't even. Now, don't open it up because you end up losing. You always lose pieces. Don't open up the box. You start taking stuff out. I just wanted to see it. I just wanted to feel it. This is a quality item. AJ is the main sponsor. (laughs) Look at this. Look how beautiful. I remember back in the day when I had that gigantic VHS. VHS thing. 
that looked like a looked, looked like a boom box, but you were filming your kids at Disney World back in the 70s and 80s. Now look at this thing. It's the size of a a pack of cigarettes. That is phenomenal. 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 And almost the same price as a pack of cigarettes, unfortunately. No, this is great. Thank you, AJ. He is the best of the best. (laughs) All right, we will resume with the show. Listen, folks, I mean, we're excited. This is why we love doing this. We don't. We don't demand people give us stuff. No, but it's up there. It's on our Amazon wish list. You don't have to. Nobody's putting a gun to your head. Nobody's calling you on robocalls to tell you that you must spend money on our show. We don't go door to door. We don't have people calling you, and we don't blast you with ads on our page or any of that stuff. But this was the uh, the Santa in San Antonio, AJ, AJ Santa in San Antonio Christmas gift to the show. So, so thank you. There's another reason why we do this, to shame all of you other people out there <laughs> who absolutely refuse to help this show shame. remain great. Shame. Shame. <laughs> well, Bill Gladney, Gladney, he did send us a case of yes, wine. Yes, he did. We got a bo- yes. we had a whole case. All of our listeners are great. Bill Gladney down in North Carolina who actually has been up here in the studio with us sent us a case of if you see K wine, F U C K wine. We still have two bottles left. We went through four. <laughs> it was a six pack. We thanked him for that. You know, D- David Conrad in Vegas sent us a lovely little Christmas tree. Yes. Because we didn't have a Christmas tree we, this and year. It was, and it was, and it's actually now out front. It's still alive, and it's, it's outside in front of I our home. I didn't kill it yet. It's no. amazing. Well, pr- most most uh, most pine trees are impossible to kill, Robin. Even Robin can't kill I a small know. pine tree. I don't know. I could. Uh, I'll try. I'm sure. Robin actually killed a little tree once, hanging from the window of the car. I mean, that's how bad she is with plants. You get it, Robin? Remember little oh, trees, man. the sanitizers that, and they had that horrible. And I used to do the commercials for little trees. In fact, on one of my radio jobs, I would sing the little trees commercial jingle. Robin, you remember that? When, no. I work, when I worked with Don Cannon back in the days, Little Trees was one of our sponsors. I don't even know what Look, to- I guarantee you there's a commercial because there was a jingle that went to it. So we would read the copy about Little Trees. And they're still available everywhere. You could buy them in Pet Boys, dollar stores. They're everywhere, the Little Trees. Not the uh, fluffy Little Trees. Not little the- Trees Vent Wrap commercial? or No, Car Freshener Little Trees. The original one, yes. Let's they're see. still out there. Now they make them... They do the ones you stick in the vent, but these are the light. They look like trees. They're little Christmas trees. Play the play the commercial, Robin. Let's see if Here I we can go. find it. Little trees. I'll sing along with it. Let's see if it's actually the. the it is. The I song. guarantee you, it is. Is that mine? <laughs> Why is wish you? Uh, that's that's uh, what's his face yeah, singing that? That's um, uh, Rid. The guy from Wham. No, 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 no. no. That's you know who that is. Ricky, Ricky. Knew you were waiting for me. That's Aretha Franklin. And what's his face? How did that pop up out of there when you were looking for a Little Trees commercial? Little Trees thirty second commercial. Knew you were waiting. Knew you were waiting for me. Here we go. Let's see if this is it. It was George Michael and Aretha Franklin. Hello. Here we go. Is this it? No. That is not the Little Trees commercial. Where is this music coming from? It's coming from YouTube. Little Trees air freshener. Let's see if this is it. 
See, people have taken the original commercial. Yeah. Here we oh, go. is this it? Here we go. I'm a little tree air freshener. Honey, anywhere. And for weeks, oh, I'll freshen the air throughout your day. I'm part of a huge family of refreshing fragrances. From Royal Pine, Vanilla Roma, and Strawberry. There's no song. No, because this is an updated version, because they're still selling more. it. Whee! Add a little fragrance to your life with Little Tree Air Fresheners. See, they spiced it up. They freshened it up, so to speak. But the original commercials from the 70s and 80s, you got, and we're doing this live, so we didn't plan this bit. But the original one, not the Bob Ross Little Trees. You know, you're going to put some clouds up there, some happy little clouds on our trees. And we're going to put some trees in here right now. And then we're going to get some alizarin crimson and some phalo blue. And we're going to do it. But the original commercials, Robin. I'm looking. I was singing along with them every single morning on 104.5 WSNI, Sunny 104.5. Now, here's the song that that was in that one commercial. Yeah. The classic that I, one of my favorite Aretha Franklin, George Michael collaborations, Robin. Remember this? It's a happy song. It's sort of like happy clouds with little trees. Sing it again, everybody. Come on. Not George Michael from the Sound Machine, not George Michael from the Sports Machine in WFIL days. The other George Michael. Nailed that vocal. Robin, can you crank this up, please? Trying to turn on the NFL Network. Robin's looking for Little Trees videos. Anyway, we'll find it. Once again, I always have to prove something that I say by finding evidence to do so, and that's what I like to do. When I say something on the air, if I'm proven wrong, I'm the first to admit it. But chances are, 95.8% when I say something happened or there was a jingle or a commercial or a song, I am proven right with evidence. That's all we want, Robin. Burton Gus, I went to college with a George Michael lookalike. He used to actually physically sit down in the community shower in the dorm, leading to wham, early warning system on the floor when he was headed for the shower. <laughs> oh, now, come on. Now, that's wrong. <laughs> oh, was that Chan Ho Park's walk-up song? Anyway. We can't find the Little Trees original one. I we'll know. keep that. Um, we'll we'll keep searching. If somebody else can find it, that's great. Little, it was it was a guy singing. Little trees, fresh as a breeze, fresh in your car with little trees. It was a simple, stupid one-line jingle, but old school. Now you know everything. You gotta put. You gotta. You gotta put laser lights. Yes. Songs and 
Hey, auto tune I... and, and perfect auto tune should be on little yes, trees because you got it be. in your car. Now um, I am opening up the phone call line, Tony Bruno. The call. You mean the? Uh, are you going the phone to phone line? Yeah, the telephone line. The telephone line. That thing. That, that thing. That thing over there. Telephone that thing. line thing. The thing that's hardwired into the wall. Will Alexander Graham Bell yeah. give us approval to open the lines so, right now? So if you would like to call in. <laughs> And sing little trees to Tony, you may, at 215-462-TONY. That's 215-462-866. All right, now we need to get the NFL Network on in here because I want to keep up well, to date on what's going on. Well, you can't do it through there. Well, I need to get the NFL Network, Robin, because well, there's all kinds of you. moving and shaking going on, and I don't want to miss stories. My boy Andrew Siciliano is probably on right now, another one of my boys. And any kind of breaking news, I don't want to see people, I don't see Dr. Paul okay. uh, putting stitches in a pig. You know, I know Dr. Paul. We love Dr. Paul on uh, Nat he, Geo Wild. He's a duchy, by the I way. I know. Dr. Paul is awesome. Nobody can stitch up a pig better than Dr. Paul. You know what I'm saying? And then Dr. Pimple Popper, Ugh. that chick is nuts. I don't know why any. You talk about people be choosing to become doctors and proctologists to work on people's asses every day. I know. Why Imagine would you... being a doctor who says, I want to be able to. When I grow up. I want to blow up the <laughs> biggest zits and the biggest growths <laughs> on human bodies and then get a TV show where people will tune in and watch me exploding gigantic zits and growths on various body parts, Robin. You think there are young kids right now, boys and girls, watching Dr. Pimple Popper and saying, you know, one day. That's what I want to that, do. That, that's, there's my calling right there. There's my calling. Same thing with proctologists. Listen, they're necessary. And there's a lot of great doctors and specialists in various I mean, on every doing, single part of the body. I, I'm glad that there is a doctor out there that's willing to help people like that have those really gross issues. But. They're not gross issues. They're growth issues. They're growths that must they must go down, and they must go down hard. By the way, bring this up now, because I think we should play this when we want to open up the phones every day. Right? We need music for the phone line. Listen. Hello? No, that's not Lionel Richie. It's not? Robin, are you serious right now? What song is this? Hello? Hello? You know the guy that Bill Gladney got us the tickets to go yes. see this summer? Thank you, Bill. ELO, baby. God, this was such a great concert. I watched the other Dr. Paul. He's on uh, Skinamax at night. That's Paul with an E. Yes. Stews him while he whips that baby out, though. You know what I'm saying? Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> Got to tell everyone again, just, just because you haven't heard it enough from us, if you get a chance to go see ELO live, do it. You will not regret it. Even if you're not a huge ELO fan, the How concert. How can you not be? A, they, their songs are all of their songs are monster hits. But the concert was the best concert I've ever been to. It was fantastic. No, I was here at the Wells Fargo Center. Yeah. It's that building that the Sixers refused to call the Wells Fargo Center. Anyway, I want to thank again to Bill Gladney. But the the, part, the beginning of that song, 
it's amazing that I'm just thinking of it, and Robin didn't recognize it. So when we go to the phone line, this you know, you know, on radio stations back when they had contests, hey, listen for the the sound. We call our number twelve on the contest lines. That's the sound we should use. Yeah, when when it's time to open the phone lines, this is what we play. Just the beginning. Okay. For just a second, let me play it again. Listen. Oh. No, not that song. <laughs> that's usually when women call that's, into the show. That's yeah. John's oh from Abington God. joining the stream. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, God. But Listen in the that. background. Oh. So you got to get that phone thing in there. There's your next mission, Robert, if you choose to accept it. My boy Matt Rule, by the way, being introduced as the head coach of your Carolina Panthers at this hour. He looks fired up. I did tell you Matt Rule was going to get a head coaching yes, job, right? Yes, you did. Right? Yes, you did. Of course I did, Robin. Of course <coughs> I did. And I don't even call myself an NFL insider. I'm not just an NFL insider. I am deep inside the NFL, like all those movies back in the day, deep inside Seika, deep inside Jenna Jameson. Remember that series of adult films, deep inside I so-and-so? Do recall I have some of those in the box upstairs. You're going to, well, we haven't got to watch them one night. Anyway, in other words, Ay, papi, que rico. Dame más, dame más, dame más. I don't know why she laughed at the end of that. You got to cut that off. I wanted to admit that people think it was real, not just joking around. You don't laugh at the end of a sentence like that. Although Gladys did send me a, a new picture the other day, not nude. A uh, a new picture the oh, other did day. Did she? Yes, she DM'd me a picture. Oh, she didn't DM me. It was a, a Happy New Year picture photo of her, and uh, I'll have to post it. It's not nude. It's not, you know. She's a friend, Gladys. She's a friend of the show. Yes. She's a friend of Robin's, who became a friend of mine. And any Ro- any one of Robin's hot female friends is always welcome to be a friend of mine. You know what I'm That's saying? So gracious <laughs> of you. I'm willing to accept Robin's friends, regardless of how hot they are. And welcome them with open arms into my family. It's, it's, <laughs> it's difficult. It's hard. But somebody's got to do it. Oh, Tony, Tony, Tony. I know. It's just too easy. It's too easy to have fun. The part about having fun is it's really easy to have fun. It's, it's hard for me to be miserable. Because I seek fun and happiness. I don't seek misery and, and being pissed off every day. The problem is you don't really have to look far to find things that piss you off and make you miserable. I prefer to look for things. And the one place you don't want to go to look for things to make you happy is Twitter. Yeah, don't I go, go on Twitter to try to make people happy by putting up stupid, sarcastic, ridiculous, some serious tweets but animal videos, our friend Buten guy, the guy over there in, in Holland who puts up a lot of great he videos. He lives in Groningen. And what's his name again? How do you say it, Robin? Buten Gebiede. He's, uh, he's a must-follow on Twitter. He's phenomenal. Now, it, it, when you look at how it's spelled, I always jokingly say it's Buten Begeigen Begin yeah, or something you say, like that. You say it different every single time. I know. And I try Buten to phonetically spell the thing about The thing about Dutch and German languages and a lot of foreign languages Except, you know, the beautiful languages of love like Italian, French, Spanish, uh-huh. which are easy to learn because the words are very similar, and they're all languages of love. Mm. But then you get into the Germans. And again, I'm not knocking people. Everybody's got different language. And some of the languages where, you know, it's even impossible to try to 
figure out what they're saying. Because in a lot of foreign languages, if you speak several languages and you understand several languages like you and I do, it's easy to pick up other languages, except there are some that it's absolutely impossible to pick up. No matter how good of an ear you have to learn things, it's impossible well, to Well, there's for certain me. languages, like Germanic languages, which can which are all of the European languages pretty much in English, those are similar in tonality, so you can hear it. Exactly. Whereas if you only know Germanic languages and you've never learned any of the Asian languages, it is much more difficult to hear those other tones because they're harder for your, especially later on in life, it's almost like your brain shuts down certain parts of your hearing, and you just don't hear the differences in tonality. That's why when I went to high school, you know, you had to, you had to pick a language. Uh-huh. And all these idi- idiots are picking Russian and German and all these really hard languages. You know what I took? Spanish. You know why? And I because, aced it. And otherwise, you're lazy. No. Yeah. Because, by the way, oh, by the way, this is back in the 60s. I took Spanish. And guess what? Spanish is more applicable today than any of these other. Who's speaking German? Who's I, speak, I do. Again, I'm not knocking these other countries and languages. I'm telling you, what are you going to need to, need to know more now in our world and especially in our great country? Are you going to need to learn German? No. no. After we kicked Nazis' asses back in World War II and my dad was parachuting in to knock those bastards out and, and also that other fascist Mussolini it's okay I speak jive <laughs> I speak jive too that's one of the first things you learn on the streets you better speak jive but no. I, I was smart and, and every, all my all my classmates were like wow how are you so good at this because my teacher I was acing Spanish all the time and I was also looking it's for Spanish chicks and there weren't cheating. a lot of Latina chicks back then either so I didn't have any good tutors that I could take home to help me speak Spanish I learned it I- I don't have anybody like Ladiz Serrano who can teach me all the bad words and all the things that you need. Because that's let's be honest. The first thing you learn when you start studying another language is the bad words. Am I right here? No, unless you're going to a formal class. But I'm saying if you know somebody who speaks a different language, the first thing they always teach you is the bad words. Italian, Spanish, German. But interestingly enough, German, to me, German's almost impossible to speak. It's very difficult. But Robin speaks German and Dutch, which are similar, right? Uh, German and Dutch are similar. Right. To, the, to somebody that speaks neither, they sound very, very similar, almost the same language. But I didn't say they were the same. I said they no, had, they're but, similar. But to somebody that doesn't speak either language and you hear either Dutch or German, it's very similar. It's all Greek to me at the end of the right. day. But by the way, so... My point is, what was my point here? Oh, Buten Begeigen. Yeah. What's his name now? Buten Gebiede. Now, he is a Dutch guy, and he puts up great videos from all over the world. I don't know how he They're gets not political. Them. He doesn't get into any of that stuff. He finds the greatest videos. And even Rex Chapman, who's also a guy you must follow, mm-hmm. former NBA player, and he puts up positive just, videos. Just in case you want to know, because you're, there's no way, unless you speak Dutch, you would know how to say it. So let's B-U-I-T. spell it out. I want to put this. This is one of your must follows yeah. if you're on Twitter. Because it's all good stuff. It's all interesting stuff. It's all funny stuff. It's all inspirational stuff. It's like good stories, funny things, silly things. Things that that I think Twitter is much more important for, other than the legitimate people who post stories, factual stories, not agenda stories. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you wanted to look him up on Twitter. How do you spell Buten Begigen? It is B-U-I-T-E-N. 
G-E-B-I-E-D-E-N, and then he has an underscore at the end so of So it's like Twitter Joe handle. Biden, except it makes sense at the end. Biden Habiden. Barton Habiden. Great, great follow. You will not be disappointed. Not Kuju knows I don't speak freaky deaky Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> and not Boutris Boutris Golly. It's not Boutris Boutris Golly, the guy who, yeah, remember the. Uh, yes, Boutros Boutros. That was another David Letterman guy on, he would always mention his name, you know. Generalissimo Francisco Franco was a Saturday Night Live. But wasn't he a real. Uh, yeah, Boutros Boutris Golly. Was it he was another one of these uh, ruthless dictators that a lot of people Boutros. seem to like now over Americans. Boutris, Boutris, Golly. Golly, G-H-A-L-I. Right. They're not opening up tonight at the TLA for uh, Top Bottom, Top Bottoms, whoever else is the group right now. Boutris, Boutris, Golly. Did they open up at the Helium uh, for a comic recently? Did they open up for Top Bottoms when your son went to see him in concert? Boutris, I don't Boutris, know. Boutris, Golly? Hey, we have a phone call, Tony Bruno, from somebody in the Bay Area who have, we haven't talked to for a little while. Let's go to the Bay Area. Let's head out to San Francisco. Speaking of other languages. Or the Bay Area. Bay Area is not San Francisco. <laughs> it encompasses a large area. Hello. Hello, Tony Bruno. How are you? Beautiful, man. Is this Tony, the Basu Valadetta party? Wait, is this Boutris Boutris Valadetta party? Yeah. <laughs> like I always say, someday, Tony, someday, someday after 25 years from now when you're getting 30 years from now, 50 years from now when you're getting spoon-fed, it'll come out all of a sudden and it'll be correct. What do you mean? I'm getting spoon-fed now. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, happy damn New Year to you both. Happy New Year. By the way, for those of you who don't know who Boutris Boutris Ghali was, he was the, uh, of course, Secretary, UN Secretary General, and he was an Egyptian diplomat. And he was seeking peace in the Middle East, even though Egypt is in Africa, not in the Middle East. He was looking for peace, just as we've been for the last 3,000 hey, centuries. We were talking about hey, speaking different languages. Do you speak Hindi? Yeah. No, I understand it. I always understood when my parents were yelling at me. They see, that's a disgrace. That's a disgrace. When I'm I hear, sorry? I beg your pardon? No, I mean, listen. I was lucky because my mom was from Italy, and she spoke to me yeah. in, English, in Italian, and I had to learn yeah. Italian, and so I had an advantage. And I know there's a lot they of people tried. you know, far removed, but your family is act actually from I'm India, first right? Generation. I'm, yeah, I'm first generation. I was born in Illinois. I'm, I, they, spoke, they spoke the whole time, and I understood it, so I'm kind of like 50% fluent, 50% being the hearing part. See, and like I'm right now, <laughs> I, my, my Italian, speaking Italian is not very good, but if I go to Italy, yeah. like the last time I went to Italy to visit my family, mm-hmm. at first I was like, I was afraid, but then I picked it up because you have to speak. I mean, there's a lot of people who understand English all over the world, but my right. family primarily doesn't. They came here and visited us. I had to speak Italian to them. And so you, you remember words, and then you don't put sentences together correctly, but you try. Correct, yeah. And then before yeah, long, no, before mean, long after a couple thing. of weeks, it, it almost comes naturally. Yeah, but you have to be around. It's like anything else. It's like shooting free throws or something. You have to do it all the time to, to, to be able to, to do a fluent. Oh, you mean I mean like Ben Simmons, words. who only you know, has yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. like two three-point three shots this year? <laughs> and now somebody broke it down on how many shots Ben Simmons has taken from outside of 10 feet. I'm bringing yeah, it back like to sports, as you know. Like I think it's like, it's like 389 of uh, is 389 shots. There's like 12 of them that have come from outside right. of yeah, 10 I feet. Saw that the other day. But then, now that's a different <laughs> issue for a different time. What's going on right. out there, man? Vasu. Vasu is one of totally. our buddies. He came to the super. He helped us organize 
our San Francisco Super Bowl party. He helped us get the Glass House in San Jose as a sponsor. I mean, he's been one of our great friends. Started out as a listener, we've been became friends a, for a long time. We've been friends for a long time before that. Let's let people know it doesn't just. No, exactly. No, I'm saying that, but, but you you you're not just a friend. I mean, you you're like part of the family. We met you as a listener, and then like with a lot of people that we've gotten to meet, Dean, all over the country. You know, we become friends because we hang and we do all the good fun stuff together. Yeah, well, we're we're all fun people. Damn right, party people yeah. in the house. Well, yeah, <laughs> not a party people. You know, Valapad. Now, your name, for, for those people who think we're making, I'm going to make it funnier, Lane, but your yeah. last name it sounds like. Party. V A D D I P A R T Y. Here so I am putting it, it on the radio. There's no party like a Vata party. Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm, yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I get that. My friend in Palo Alto says that all the time like that. So uh, you, are, you, are no, you are no worse for the wear come for that because I hear that all the time. So. But, uh, no, lots of things going on out here. We're just getting ready for the football, uh, you know. You got give a little plug. Now, wait a minute. Is there, is, there, wait, is, is there a Bay Area team actually playing this weekend, are you saying? There is. On Saturday, I heard on Saturday afternoon. I kept looking for a Chicago Bears game this weekend, but apparently they're not there. Oh, so. I was looking for an Eagles game, too, last Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And I only saw a, hey, par- a part of one. I heard your pregame show. I got a chance to listen on the app to one of your pregame shows. It sounds great. You guys sound like you never miss a beat. We don't, man. That's what there. we do. I mean, football. Yeah. Is in it, I, it's football? Has it been in me since I was born, hating right. the Dallas Cowboys? But actually, I was born before the Dallas Cowboys even existed. You know, I was yeah. born in '52. You brought that up because I have a question for you because they're so polarizing that even when they're not good or when they're not anything, it seems like everybody is talking about them or there's a story about them. And I'm honestly, I'm sick of it. And I, I know probably people in Philadelphia are sick of it too because of the Cowboys. They are on every lead story for some reason, and I'm like, you know, there's eight other teams that are playing this weekend besides the Cowboys. No, but Jerry Jones is a genius. Whether you like him or not, the guy cares no, about his team. And, and, and obviously it. the Cowboys, you know, there's there's a lot of Cowboys. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you know, the Cowboys aren't important. Of course they are. It's like the Lakers. You live out in California, you know the Lakers and the Clippers. Uh, you know, now the Golden State Warriors, unfortunately, are one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. Thanks, thanks to the Atlanta Falcons. Actually, they're worse than the Atlanta <laughs> They're worse than the Atlanta Hawks this year. I know. I Is that know. unbelievable? And unfortunately, you know, it, they have reasons. They didn't, they're not tanking. They pretty much have their entire roster. Their major players are all hurt and done for the year. Well, you know, it just goes to show that every once in a while when you sell yourself to the devil, things happen. So the Giants did that, and the, uh, and the Warriors did that, and now they won all those years, and now they're paying, the, they're paying their penance. But you know, I'm look, I, was, I, was do, I was looking at all the NBA teams this year. You know, and there's obviously some really, really good teams. And the West is certainly better than the Eastern Conference. Because I'm looking at the Western Conference. You know, there are seven teams in the NBA Western Conference that are over 500. The Lakers right. and the Clippers in L.A. alone, Lakers have 30 wins. Clippers have 26 wins. But you look at the rest of the West, and even in the East, at least in the West, you know, you have one team with 30 wins. In the East, you have Milwaukee, the only team with 32 wins. But then you look at the rest of the Eastern Conference. I mean, it's embarrassing. It is. Atlanta's eight it and twenty. Toronto's better than I thought they were. Yeah, Toronto, Toronto in the in were. the Atlantic Division, where the Sixers are in third place now. You know, you got the Sixers playing Boston tomorrow night. The Celtics come in another big big game. But Boston on the on the road. This is what's weird because there's a lot of bad road teams. In fact, most of the NBA is horrible on the road. They're only in. I, I broke this down this morning. There are only three Eastern Conference teams that have winning road records. You know who they are? Milwaukee, 
which is 14 and 4 on the road. The Celtics are 11 and 7 on the road, and the Toronto Raptors are 10 and 7. And and Boston and Toronto are the teams directly in front of the 76ers in the Atlantic Division. So the two teams in the Atlantic Division that the Sixers are obviously going to battle with all year play wetter on the road. The Sixers are virtual roadkill. They are more roadkill than Iranian terrorists right now. (laughs) I mean, the Sixers are getting killed on the road more than terrorists. And, oh, by the way, the Flyers and the NHL are exactly the same. These teams lead the home buildings, and they absolutely are murderized, as the Three Stooges used to say all the time. I think the West only has like five or six teams that are above 500. If if I'm not mistaken, I don't have any notes in front of me. Like In the West, there's six teams over 500. No, in the West, there's seven teams over 500. In the East, Damn, Tony, I like being right. I like being you're right. seven in the West, six in the East, over 500. Yeah. Now, Miami is nine and nine, so they're at 500 on the road. But Miami's in first place in their division, and they're playing better than anyone could have predicted. Because when, you know, when, when, the, when, when what's his face left here last year and went down yeah. to Miami, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy you know, Butler. All, oh, Jimmy Butler, what's he, why is he going to Miami? <laughs> they got no shot down there. What a dumb money grab. I know they, they do. Defense, uh, yeah, defense. and they're better than everybody thought they would be. And people yeah, in this town are, pissed off that he went to, went to went to Miami. Yeah, Dennis exactly. Toronto are my two surprises. You know your hoops, man. You I know do your know hoops. my sports. Hey, uh, so what's so? Uh, how's the weather out there? I shouldn't complain about that. I know we're getting rain out here. Well, the squalls California have passed out, now. The squalls, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, let me give a breaking weather update because I opened the show because I understand the importance of weather to people. I know sports is important. I know fantasy is important to some people. But on this show, it's about survival of people out there who are just yeah. trying to go to work and make ends meet. But I have the latest right. breaking news from the, from the Jackie Weather forecast here in our Jackie Weather, Weather Weather Center in the basement of the wine cellar in South Philadelphia. The snow squall warning has now expired. Ladies and gentlemen. No, I just got another one. You have a new update? Yeah, I just got another one just a few seconds ago. All right, let's go to our me- licensed meteorologist, actually unlicensed meteorologist, Snow squall warning update. We told you it was supposed to be until 1.15 Eastern time. Yeah. It is now 2.35 here in the Eastern Seaboard. Let's go with the very latest emergency alert from your correspondent. And she's pointing at the map, and she's going sideways so you can see her cleavage and you can see her bubble <laughs> butt. Miss Robin. The snow squall warning has been extended according to the emergency text that I received till 3.30 um, Eastern, sudden whiteouts, icy roads, slow down. Whiteouts, isn't that what the uh, isn't that what the Golden State Warriors were doing when they were good a couple of years ago? <laughs> yes, they were. Yes, they were. So there you have hey, it, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, right now in our weather center in South Philadelphia, I see blue skies, some patchy clouds, but no squalls. But you be careful out there. Here in the greater Philadelphia area, according to the National Weather Service and your Jack U Weather headquarters here in South Philly, <laughs> there could be a squall coming in. As they say in the Pirates of the Caribbean wide at Disney, there be squalls <laughs> ahead. There are, my matey, there be squalls. You're not getting this kind of stuff on any other show, are you, Vasu? No, not at all. That's why I called. called Damn right, man. Hey, can I give a plug to myself here for something? You got something to promote? 
I do got something. I'm sorry, we don't allow that on this show. We're under strict, (laughs) strict guidance that no one is allowed to promote anything that doesn't affect me. No, go ahead, man. I'm kidding. (laughs) I know you are. I know you are. So, uh, so there's three of us. We started our own podcast last week. We dropped our first episode. You dropped it? Did you pick it up and at least so people can hear it? Yeah, absolutely. It's dropped and picked up and dropped again. Hold now, on. This is somebody's yeah. walk-up sound here. Private eyes? Private eyes. Are we being watched? Yes. No. All right, so I'm you so you, you got a new podcast. You. Now, Who's the? What's the, is this a three-person show? It's a three-person show. It's called Make the Money and Run. Make and the Money. Oh, the I love that. Go on, it's take the money the and run. Do you play that yeah. as your theme song? No, we, we're, we're getting started with music and artwork and everything. We're, we dropped the first episode Friday, and we do a – we're no Paul Harvey, but we do a sports minute every day, too. So Good day. I wanted to, I'm going to send you the link, listen to it, and uh, see what you think. And maybe during the summer we can have you on as a guest. and you can. You I'll can try to squeeze you in. Now, I have an opening at the end of June. And so if I you, if you, if you contact right my producer, Miss Robin, I may be able to fit you in sometime in June. Later what in if June. I bribe, what if I bribe you with some wine? I hear you like that. Well, that always works. By the way, you know. that wine that you uh, you lost the From bet the to Buena Luigi. Vista, the bottle yes. of Buena Vista cab that you sent Luigi Malbec, I think yeah. it was, right? We shared it with it him. Malbec, I think it was a, I think it was a Chardonnay, too. No, we <laughs> had the Malbec. Luigi, to his credit, mm-hmm. took that bottle yep. of wine that he earned from you yeah. in a bet. And Robin yep. and I had a chance to go to the Buena Vista Ryan oh, Winery. Fantastic winery. Great place. What's well, actually the oldest winery in California? Yeah. Did you know that, Basu? I did know that. I did know that, but this came through a website, so I didn't know which wine they went to, which winery they went to. Oh, I thought you went to the Buena Vista Winery right near in Sonoma, adjacent. I'm not I'm not going somewhere after I lose a bet. I'll go somewhere after I win a bet. Now by the way, did you drop there's a good question from Clarky Bob, one of our followers on the Twitch stream. Did you drop the podcast on Market Street? Because I have a hard time finding it with all the debris and feces and, <laughs> and, and hypodermic needles out there. You know what I'm saying? What a great question. What's your, what's your <laughs> listener's name, Clarky? Clarky yeah, Bob, not Bobby. Clarky Bob. We had, to move it. we had to move the guy out of the way so we could pick it up again. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, at least they have the power washers out there. After you drop it and it gets... It falls into feces and urine and all the uh, other trash. I, the power washers come right out there. and Bam! They clean I it up I again. I guess I can't say we dropped it. I guess I can't say we dropped the podcast anymore. Not in San Francisco. Not in San Francisco. You don't want to drop anything in San Francisco these days. And I, and you know me, man. Uh, people who think I'm knocking, that is, you know this is better as well as anybody and better than most. I do. There is yeah. no other city. Now, you know, Tampa's a great town. San Francisco, even though I didn't live there, I lived in L.A., San Francisco right. was like my second home on the West Coast because I was there so many times and the people were so Correct. accepting of me. And I was on the air there from over 20 years, 17, with Gary Radnich. So it's sort of right. like another local radio station that people connect me with with the KNVR experience and then 95.7 for a couple of years. So That's how I met you. That's how I met you. And so I love San Francisco. I'm just sad to see what's going on out there and all these stories yeah. about the homelessness and the filth on the streets. It's sad. It's terrible. Man. It's really sad. It's terrible. Speaking of Gary Radnich, have you talked to him at all? Since I he, haven't uh, talked to him since uh, for a couple months now. Gary, I think, is on the be- down low. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. he probably right. took the Bentley and is now traveling the country and living out of his car because he doesn't go anywhere without it. I know he was in Monterey one week, and I saw him post up in Monterey with his uh, lovely wife. Did he go to the Concours, the Elegance? Did he go up there to Pebble Beach for the Concours? Probably. Well, if you talk to him, Tony, please tell him I said hi. He was always very nice to me at the ballpark whenever I run into him during daytime shows. Nah, legendary, legend, legendary, advice. legendary figure. Yeah. And we got to hook up. I'm going to get Gary. Yeah. I got to get Gary on the show. Yeah, we do. People have been yeah. people have been uh, clamoring for Gary. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear it. I think that'd be great. Beautiful, man. All, All right, right Vasu. So feel free to listen to a podcast. Tony, and what's it called again? Robin. Take the money and run? No, make the money and run. Make Is this an uh, investment uh, podcast? Yeah, yeah, we'll call yeah, we don't make picks. We're not a 900 service. We just do the new, we just do the show, and uh, when we kind of sl- we have a slant. Let's put it that way. We have a slant towards one way or the other. So now you're sort of like the original Mr. Monday Night with the the Godfather of stone cold lead pipe locks, often imitated, mostly stolen from other radio hosts and used. Well, you will definitely have to have Dean on the show because yeah. he really is. Dean quite claims to be. Of, no, he's the okay. he is the dean of college football selections. His yeah, NFL also, stuff. He does do great stock. stock no, no, he stock tips. If you want somebody to come on. And, and not yell like uh, our guy yeah. from Philly does on CNBC with Kramer. Right. No, I hate that stuff. Yeah, no, I know. Jim Kramer. Yeah, I know. I love Jim about. Kramer because he uses drops. Jim Kramer yeah. is the only TV money guy okay. who has a sound does he machine. Pick him up also? Does he drop and pick up also? No, he just hits sound effects and stuff. <laughs> Anytime you can in- incorporate sound effects into a, a financial show, you're all right absolutely. in my book. Plus, he's a Philly absolutely. guy. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what we got going on. Everything else is fine out here. Uh, um, you know, wish I could talk to you guys more. I'm hoping when the, when the weather gets better, I'll come out there and visit you guys. You got to come out. You know, we, we have a place for you here in this, in the Bruno. Uh, if it's in the wine cellar, I'm, I'm all good. In that's our Bruno. In wine uh, cellar, I'm all good. We're in the wine cellar. It's a mess right now because Robin uh, is not really a good housekeeper. You should see it. This looks like, this looks like downtown Tehran right now. This looks like the Baghdad airport yeah, down why, here. that's why. That's why. Ridiculous, yeah, okay. man. We'll clean well, it up, though. Don't worry. Thanks. I'll get, you, I'll get you on. Who do you like this weekend, Tony? Before I have not. I'm up. still, you know, I don't just it's make premature marinating. picks. We are, okay, I am getting marinating. closer. They are marinating right now upstairs in the refrigerator. And I will take them out of the fridge tomorrow and let okay. those babies breathe, just like Robin All did right. today when she came down with her Stanford uh, shirt off. <laughs> now, are you All watching right, yeah, us on Twitch or are you just listening? Wait, last question. Are you watching yeah. or listening or both on Twitch now? Are you a subscriber both. to the show? Are you following the I show? I subscriber to the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm on there. I send comments on there every once in a while. I don't know if you guys see the comments, but I send comments on there. Are you following? What's your handle on there? I'm not, I don't have a handle on there yet. Oh, I have to subscribe to the handle? I don't have a handle. No, you don't yet. need to subscribe to no, be on the Twitch to, stream. To follow, to just to watch and no. follow, you have to have it. Oh, on. my my Twitter handle, V Party Sports. No, no, I mean on the Twitch stream because the one thing yeah, about no, Twitch. I use, that. I use that. I use that. I use that same handle on the Twitch oh, okay. stream. I don't see it on there, man. Are you lying to me? What? No, Tony. I use the same name on my Twitter handle as I do as I do on, on when I send when I send comments. I've I've seen him on there, Tony. I don't yeah. see him, and I think he's. But I don't see him right now. I, I because think he's, he's making that us. up because we called him out. No, I'm on the phone right now, but I'll send a comment. I'll send a comment right now. But, uh, I need confirmation uh, of your comment before I listen to your make actually, the money and run. we need to go because we have somebody that is chomping the bit to get on okay. the line here. So all right, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, our good buddy, a man who understands Bangra and the greatness of all the Bangra and the Bollywood talent that I had a chance to meet in my many years on the West Coast. You know that, Robin. I'm Absolutely. hooked in to Bollywood. You following me? As much as I can, Tony. Now, who do we have chomping at the bit oh, on the line? What day is it today, Tony? It is. Uh, let's see. Could it be? Might it be? Yes, it is, ladies and gentlemen. You know what it is? It is What Up Wednesday. And on the line, ladies and gentlemen, you know him, you love him. Jose from Norristown. What up? What up, yo? What up, 2020s? 
What up, Brunos? What up, Miss Robbins? What up, Twitch Nation? And what up, Wine Cellar in South Philadelphia? South Philadelphia? Philadelphia. That's right. That's the way that's the way Jim Gardner on Action News says it. He says Philadelphia. Not quite that bad, but he doesn't say Philadelphia. Guy's been here a hundred years, this and he's is still Jim Gardner, yo. And tonight in South Philadelphia, it's, it's Philadelphia. Philadelphia. But people throw the they, they, you know, that's the thing about the South. Jim Gardner doesn't have a South Philly accent, and he's a legendary, brilliant broadcaster, newscaster. But people throw Philadelphia away. They can't say the word properly. How many? How many? Uh, how many? Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Philadelphia. There's five. Four. No. Not, no. There's which five it's syllables. Still, yeah. Five syllables. Thank you. Like Bruno is two syllables. Yes. Philadelphia is a five-syllable five. word. Yet There's people. Five. How many of them are there? Five. No. Four. You can no. make it four. No, people do make it four yes. because they don't put all five cylinders in when they say the not cylinder syllables in when they say the word. Mm-hmm. Because they usually go Philadelphia. No, Philadelphia. 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 <laughs> well, they, it is the, the, the city of brotherly love. <laughs> what so what's been going on, Jose? You've been getting out, uh, you know, partying, uh, getting uh, hooking up with the hot chicks in the Norristown area? No, uh, I'm just... All through New Year's, uh, I've been watching bowl games. I was sick a couple days. Went to a high school reunion and hung out with friends and got a few drinks in and snacks and all that. Hung out with the homies, and uh, and that's what I did. And that's what I'm talking Let me give you a roaring round of applause. Now, any Miller Lights, by the way, at the particular establishment that you were hanging out with your homies from high school? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in Pottstown where I hung out. Love Pottstown, man. That's why I lived for two years, home of the Trojans, yo. Well, the Trojans are everywhere now, luckily, in, 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 in stores and drug stores everywhere, and you can buy them, and they're not that expensive. So make sure you wrap that rascal. Or else oh, you're gonna, no problem. Or else no, you'll have to go on Maury Povich and be like uh, Hunter Biden. Let and me ask. Jose, you're not the father, You are yo. not the father. That's a huge loss, Maury Young. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Jose, what's your Twitter handle again? I forget. Jose Nation one on Twitter. What's the matter with you, Robin? Are you serious? Can you give her one of those? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Jose. Jose Nation one. How much easier can it be? True. It is very true. That is very easy, but I just forgot it. Let me give her one more, Jose. It's just been a while. It's been a while since he called I in. I know. Just just for good measure, let me give her one more of these. I don't think Joe listens to the show. I don't know what happened to the guy. He's on Twitter. He follows me. But all of my we friends to, out there, Joe and We need and to have the entire Twitch nation go on. The Ruin Tomorrow and, Jr. All of these guys. And, and go and rip him for not calling in, not listening. It is an it's and they're total on Twitter. Outrage. Here's the thing. They're, they're on Twitter the entire so- time we're on the air, but not once. They're probably not even following. Again, they don't have any obligation. No. But these were listeners. We would put them on the air, bring them in studio. We made and that's, them. It's not we made them. There were, <laughs> oh, by the way. We oh, welcomed them with open arms into our homes, into our facilities. And now these guys turn their backs on us. They are basically, you know what they are? 
They're traitors. Yes. That's a huge loss. They're the enemy of the podcast. Marquis still listening. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you know who said what up just now? Yeah, Kevin Twitter? McAlpins is listening in right what now. Up, and you know who we had on earlier, Jose? Who? You weren't listening in the first hour? I was busy getting my workout and burning those calories. Oh, now I got to give you one of those. No. The original what up guy. T-Max, Tim McManus was on what the show. What up, McManus? What up, T-Max? Come on. What up, T-Max? I miss him. <laughs> I miss him, to too. He's the one that played the uh, Folsom Prison. Yes, he did. We, yesterday on the show, we had Jim from Cheltenham, the official archivist of my life. What he, up, Mr. Archives? He played the Tim McManus live remix on the air 10 years ago this week with Harry Mays and I from the Jug Handle Inn doing mm. the... I'm a man remix live. You remember that? That's that's in the I believe that's in the Smithsonian, the Marconi Museum, and every broadcasting museum available to man, women, and children. Oh, by the way, Bruno's, you know how many days till spring training is? How many? Thirty-four days. Thirty-four? Yep. Robbie, need to crank my thing up here. It's too low, damn it. Sorry. Especially when I thirty. How many? Thirty-four. Are you heading down to Clearwater for spring training this year, Jose? What up, Joe Girardi's? What up, Mr. Analytic Nerd and uh, Mr. McPhail's and uh, Mr. Uh... The analytics guys have left the building. It's time to play real hardball. It's time for managers to make decisions based on not what some computer tells them, based on what their gut. And there's no better gut than an Italian-American gut, the great Joe Girardi. Former Cub former Cub catcher, former Yankee, former Rocky catcher. Isn't it amazing that a lot of the great catchers were, a lot of the great managers were catchers. Bruce Bochy was a great catcher. Bob Boone. Joe Girardi, Bob Boone. Uh, Now, his sons weren't catchers. Bob was the catcher. Scott Service. Scott Service. Por favor. Bob Melvin in Oakland. Bob Melvin. That is great catcher knowledge. Bob Bradley in Arizona. Exactly. I have have a follow-up to the outrage that we have a court... for those people who are not watching the Twitch show. We have a, Dean, wait, is this breaking news? Yes, well, Dean says, what the hell, I'm multitasking here. I have computers and television screens with real-time quotes, buying and selling each share as it goes across. I have a hockey game on, and I have CNBC on, plus you know I have Tony's have? Twitch Go. show on, the sh- and the schmucks can't do Twitter and your show at it's the same disgrace. time. It is a disgrace. I'm going to denounce these people publicly. And I'm going to call them out. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. Watching hockey, Miss Robbins, right now? Dean. There's hockey on right now? Oh, there's you a European stuff. You know what Dean's doing right now? What's he doing right now, Jose? He's watching hockey <laughs> action, yo. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Ray Bork and Cam Neely or National Junior Hockey Tournaments? Let me give you the latest what up, and we'll be saying it tonight here at the Wells Fargo Center in South Philadelphia, Jose. What up, Ilya Samsonov? What yep. up, Ilya Samsonov? What you up, know? OV? OV's in town. What up, Nicholas Backstroms? What up, Brant Brayton Hopies? TJ Oshie. What up, yo? What up, Oshies and Backstroms and Kusinetsovs? Exactly. But the name that a lot of people don't know yet who do not follow the pucks and love the pucks like you and I and Mertides and very few other people who are 
experts on all sports, Mm -hmm. not just honks who disregard the National Hockey League. We're talking about the best team in hockey on the ice tonight. They did get all the Disney on ice people out of there. They're all gone. No more Frozen, no more uh, Anna and... uh... No, if the Flyers don't play well tonight, they may bring Frozen on ice back sooner than later. But the Flyers stink on the road, but they're back home tonight, and they're facing a brilliant rookie goaltender tonight. You know their goaltender Ilya Samsonov is twelve two and one for your Washington for your Washington oh, Capitals, baby. Brother. Even the backups is better, is is good. Oh, great! Wait so a minute, the, means... the Preds are on the are on the on the NHL Network right now. We got live Nashville Predator action. What up, Pecorine? No, that was today's the eighth, so that was yesterday because. Oh. It's, it was Seven. from the. Uh, oh, they're running Sutter. a replay. They're running a replay. And How dare you, D? You know why he's watching this game on replay? Because it's the stinking Boston Bruins in Nashville, and they won the game last night. That's what kind of a jerk Dean in Clearwater is. He's watching the replay of last night's game. Of last night's game, and you know why he's watching it? Because, because we lost to the Carolina Hurricanes in the shootout five to four last night. Exactly right. That is absolute bullshit, Dean. That is. If they, if they were losing 4-1, to one, would he be watching that game today? No, he would not. Hell no. What up, man? By the way, uh, can we say hello on Wednesday Night Hockey with what up, Doc Emmerich and Eddie O's and Boucher? Oh, man. Brian Boucher, what a great analyst he's become. Yeah. He, he really is. He's one of the best. They moved McGuire to the second string now. Bush. That's Boosh. Boosh, yo. Exactly right. Oh, the Winter Classic was in Dallas this year. What up, Cotton Bowls? Interestingly, the, the uh, Cowboys were on ice a week earlier. They were iced by the, by the... See, that was a good joke. Hockey mm-hmm. Winter Classic was in the stadium. Cotton Bowl. In the Cotton Bowl, the venerable Cotton Bowl. The legendary Cotton Bowl, that is. While the Dallas Cowboys were put on ice a week <laughs> earlier. Ladies and gentlemen, how about that? How about that? How about well, that? we'd like to thank we'd like to thank the Cowboys for hiring Mike McCarthy to be the next Eagle target to abuse for the next umpteenth years in the NFC East. The NFC East underwent a bigger facelift than the Housewives of Beverly Hills in the last couple of days. Do you realize that? Yeah, More... we have a kid named Rule coaching at New York Giants. A kid? That's Matt. No, he's not. He's coaching the Carolina Panther. No, Matt another... Rule. Somebody from the New England coaching staff. That's Joe Judge. That's Lansdale Catholic's own Joe Judge, Jose. Joe Judge. Judge. Not Matt Judge. Oh, not Aaron Judge. Not Aaron Judge. Not Judge Dredge. Not Father Judge. Joe Judge, who went to Lansdale Catholic up there in your neck of the woods in Montgomery County. I'm I'm, I'm familiar with LC in uh, North Penn. I know that area. My daughter went to Lansdale Catholic. Go Crusaders, yo. Exactly right. So we got another Philly guy infiltrating the NFC East, just like you got Kevin Stefanski out there in Minnesota, another Philly guy with a sports background, his dad NBA, and obviously now Kevin with the Vikings who are going into the divisional round this weekend. Jose, you know what I'm saying? I hear you. Oh, by the way, if I was the league office this week, can we give Gavanian Clowney a million, a two million dollar fine for his hit on uh, How about this? They're not going to suspend him. I think his fine should be 
$100 million. Or as uh, Dr. Evil said in Austin Powers, $100 million. Yeah, baby! <laughs> yeah. And by the way, uh, Clarky Bob says the Winter Classic coming to Target Field in Minneapolis. And yes, there's no doubt about one thing next January 1st. The ice will be solid, and it'll be frozen in Minnesota on January 1st. <laughs> what up, Target Fields? What, what up, up, Joe Mowers? But wait a minute, Jose. Before you go, I have to play something that hasn't been played on this program and probably nowhere else mm-hmm. on national radio or podcasts. What? This is National Hockey Night on NBC. Yo, what up, the JRs? What up, Liam? No, McKee? JRs is temporarily on oh, the right. shelf. Oh, that's right. They suspended him. Um, NBC Philly did. It's an absolute outrage what they did to my man, JR. What up, Mike Milbury? And what don't up, forget Liam McHugh. Liam McHugh. And don't forget another great local guy. Of course, played a lot with the Colorado Avalanche, but then a Philadelphia Flyer, and now a great broadcaster as well on the national level with NBC Sports. And mm-hmm. you know who that is. Oh, former Avalanche player. Uh, what up, Sean Podine? No, not Sean Podine. Oh. He's one of the main guys. He does local radio still. He does Delaware Casino commercials. What up, Mr. Danny Briere? No, not Danny Briere. He's a broadcaster. Oh, man. Oh, Jose, I got to give you one of those, man. <laughs> I'm sluggish coming out of 2020. I don't watch commercials all like that. It's not commercials. This guy's a legendary bro. Keith Jones, for God's sake. What up, Jonesy? Jonesy. Keith yes, jo- not yes. the news guy, Keith Jones, who works at NBC10 as a reporter. The Jonesy. hockey Keith Jones. Yeah, he's the one that flips in between Flyers broadcast and NBC um, network. Exactly right. Sometimes we get Bill Clement on the call with Jimmy Jam. And you notice what they all have in common. Jonesy. Boosh. J.R. Former Flyers. Exactly right. And Bill Clement. Billy Clement. Flyers. Scored the game-winning goal in Buffalo in the Stanley Cup. Game six, yo, against uh, Roger, Roger Crozier in the Buffalo Sabres. I was there in the odd that night. And you know who scored the first one? The Hounds. Yo. Bob Kelly, yo. Number, number nine. Number nine is right. That's seed. Now you got it back on track, Jose. Mm-hmm. When number you nine, can get yo. it back on track like that and get it back to the National Hockey League, What up, Mr. Rifleman? Reggie Leach, baby. Reggie Ooh. Leach, yo. Who put on a show against Boston in the... Uh, in fact, all of this hockey and ice talk is once again has Robin in a situation where there is a developing nipply action in the studio today, baby. She hears the word ice. She feels the cold. And I get a before, tingle down my spine. <laughs> before I go, uh, I'd like to say... Condolences to the Austin Nation out in Phoenix, Arizona, yo. Yes, to, uh, thank Ms. you. The mighty Miss Robbins and the greatness that is Timberland and my, my man that I met at the jug handle not too long ago, Christian. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Jose. you, Jose. We appreciate that, brother. By the no way, problem, uh, Cujo no. knows wants to know if he can ask you a Sports Illustrated question today. Now, see, that's just see? wrong. No, we determined. We don't no. do that. We don't do that. That's the kind of wise asses that listen to the show and we have to slap them down and put them in their place. 
I'm on. Apparently, I'm on Dean's shit list now, though, because I I told him that we couldn't get to his phone call because we were listening to Jose and that he was going to take us right up to the end of the show. Just tell him we had a hard break and we couldn't get to him. We're running out of time. (laughs) I'm up against it. Hey, Dean, I'm up against it. Sorry, bud. Dean, Dean, Uh, here's a quote for you, Dean. Dean, I'm sorry, but I couldn't fit you in. Oh, Oh. that's what she said. Oh, oh, yeah, baby. Papi, qué rico. Dame más, dame más, dame más. Somebody says on Twitch they're protecting me from questions now. That is an absolute outrage and not true. You flow better when you flow like we just did, when you're dropping Bob Kelly knowledge yep. and number nine and Reggie, the rifle leech, and you remember who scored Ross standing. number Ross, 14. The, exactly right. Bob, Don Big Bird Selesky, number 11. The Big Bird, Don Selesky. Mark Howells, number twos, and Brad, the late Brad McCrimmons, number 10. Now, Dean, Dean's trying to weasel out. He's saying that he's deducting one wine bottle from the case. No, Bullshit. no, no, because I'm oh, no. the one that cut you off, not Tony, and the bet you made was with Tony, not me. We have to pull that tape and play it, Robin. I know it's after the fact. What's the Dow Jones Industrial down there in Florida, Dean? Yeah, Dean, do make yourself useful. I think the closing bell is coming up in an hour. I will, you know what? I will have it tomorrow. Tomorrow, I will have it. You'll have the quote. closing bell today? No, I want to know when, I, when the bell starts ringing what the Dow Jones Industrial Average and how much my 401K went down with all of this stupid war talk. I got a question for Dean on, on hockey trivia. Let's Hope go to the, ask the question, and Dean will answer it. He'll take your answer off the, off the air. Uh, <laughs> what was you know, should Boston we put- Garden located at? Where was the original Boston Garden located? Yeah, I want to ask Dean that question. Is I know that where like where, where is the, who's in General Grant's tomb? Yes, that is that kind of question. Okay. I know the answer because I'm, since he's Mr. Bruin, I'll give it to him. The only Bruin he, he is. He says it was located in North Station. North Station, but what street in North Station? Wow. Well, he's in front of a computer. You know he's going to look at no, it. No, he really knows quick. that stuff. He knows his Boston honkery stuff. He doesn't have to look that stuff up. We've been in his house. He's got a shrine to oh, Bobby Orr. Right. I know the answer. It was in Causeway Street. Are you sure? Because I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. I've, I've been to Boston. It's Causeway Street. North Station is Causeway Street. That's where the old Boston Garden used to be at. I've been to the Boston Garden, but really, I never really care what street it was on. I just would find it and know where it was. says yes. <laughs> that is the correct answer. That is the correct answer. Hey, Jose, we got to go. It is already past. And we didn't even we do went it. to overtime. We are now in sudden death overtime. If I, I die I, in the next couple of minutes, the show will end, although Miss Robin can continue at least and tell people the cause of death pending an autopsy. I could just be like Deshaun Watson, make a mad dash at the 10-yard line and set up a field goal. Exactly right. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who made an appearance on the first What Up Wednesday of this year. I know there was a Wednesday last week, but nobody was paying attention because everybody was drunk. Yes. But today, ladies and gentlemen, there he is. It's been a while, too. It's been a while, yeah. Of course, Dean's sitting around and uh, manipulating his, uh, his scrotum every day, so he has plenty of time to call in. And for that, we thank him, by the way. Sometimes, you know, you say the strangest things. They're like, I, I really, you know, there's certain comedians, there's certain people that have 
synapses happen inside their brain that you yeah. kind of go, how do you go there from there? Like, how did you get I from should point have been a, a comic because the, the one thing, B. the reason I can't be a comedian is because I can't remember pre, pre-planned routines. But what I do have is the ability, like, I'll read a tweet and I'll immediately come up with a thought to respond to it. And I, the first thing I think of That's is funny. That's a good one. I always, no, it's not always good. But I, now, remember, I'm not a comic I writer. Know, I don't yeah. have a staff. And it's hard. And I'm not saying I have a great comedic mind, but I always look for the funniest thing that I can think of first to respond to things. You know what I'm saying? All right. That's just uh, just the way it is, Robin. That's just the way it is. And on that note... And as Charlie, the great Charlie Manuel once said, to conclude... Charlie? 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 Hello? Hello? Sorry, Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. Let me stop this bitch first. What it is is what it is. Thank you. Thank you. Now I got some chick on Twitter yelling at me. I'm going to have to put her in her place soon. Tomorrow, one to three people. Are we back tomorrow? Back, back. You know what's happening tomorrow? We start to release the marination. We start to give you the weekend stone cold, guaranteed, divisional playoff locks. We'll give you the latest on Jim Schwartz. Will the Schwartz be strong? Never underestimate the power of the Schwartz in Cleveland today, interviewing for the Browns head coaching job. Will he be gone? Will he be out And we'll be announcing a couple more remotes that are um, being added on to the season so you're going to be available to see in person again uh, i think it's like three pressing more the flesh kissing the baby slapping backs and drinking copious amounts of quality product in the meantime don't drink and drive don't text and drive don't try this yourself at home although pretty much anybody can do this i recommend you try it and then drop one like it's hot in the meantime god bless america we'll see you tomorrow good night everybody Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon. 